This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, it's Tuesday, September 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police are investigating a drive-by shooting that left one person dead and five others injured on Monday afternoon. It happened just before 2.30 when police say an unknown suspect opened fire onto a group of people standing outside near Broad and Chew Avenue in the city's Fern Rock neighborhood. Police confirm a 26-year-old man died in the shooting. He has not been identified. They say at least 24 shots were fired. The five other victims, who police say are between 19 and 28 years old, were rushed to area hospitals where they were placed in stable condition. According to police, the shooter was believed to be in the backseat of a silver Chrysler 300 with dark-tinted windows when the gunfire rang out. The shooting happened one block north of SEPTA's Olney Transportation Center, one of the busiest hubs in the city. Police say they're lucky that uh, no, one got, no one else got shot and no children got shot. Uh, eight people were shot at the transportation center back in February. No arrests have been made in yesterday. Yesterday's shooting. Police are searching for multiple suspects at this time. Anyone with information is asked to contact police. A 911 caller claimed he witnessed Brian Laundrie slapping Gabby Petito and chasing her up and down a sidewalk. Uh, the police in Utah responded to the incident on August 12th, located the van, and pulled the couple over. Police released body camera footage of the traffic stop and wrote in a report that the couple identified as Laundrie and Petito admitted to arguing and that Petito had slapped Laundrie. The incident occurred just several weeks before Petito was reported missing by her family. Police have now released audio of the full two and a half um, second call. I'm sorry, the two minute and 30 second call. Uh, and we have a clip of that audio. Okay. Uh, we drove by and the gentleman was slapping the girl. He was slapping her? Yes. And then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. Okay. You said uh, it's a white van? White van. I give you the, I give you the license plate. Just give me one sec. I took okay. a picture of it. Yesterday, the FBI searched Laundrie's home. Brian's parents were escorted out of the home and into a van in the driveway. They stayed in the van briefly and then went back into the house. A silver Mustang thought to belong to Brian was towed away from the home and authorities left with a lot of evidence, including a box that contained a computer. I was watching a, a, uh, an extended report on this and they said there were more than a few people who saw this laundry guy as being very controlling. And uh, and that they think the first time they encountered them, the, the police went up to them. She was doing the reflexive, abused woman thing of taking. It was my fault. My fault. It was yeah, my yeah. fault. Oh, yeah. It was my yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, she, uh, that yeah. video, that the, the body cam video that they released, um, she when he pulls her over, she's already crying. He right. gets her out of the car and he separates them. And she's saying, you know, it's my fault. I'm OCD. I was just cleaning the back of the van. Right. She, yeah, she's saying it's her fault. It's pretty wild. And it's it's a it's an indicator of, of what social media, what, uh, yeah. oh, what yeah. the front can be put on. Because those pictures, they look happy and they're both a good looking couple. And yeah, traveling across. Uh, you know, yeah, you don't know the real story. Crazy. So, and she, what's going on behind that? Everyone says she's very outgoing. She was very outgoing. She's a, a vlogger, and, you know, she was actively on social media putting out content and, and uh, hooks up with this guy. It's a nightmare. Terrible. Do they have the van? Do they have the white van? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they do. Yeah. 
All right, uh, moving on. Residents were trapped inside when a fire broke out inside a row home in Wilmington, Delaware, early Tuesday morning. Fire officials have not yet confirmed the conditions of the residents. The call for the fire came in at 12.14 a.m. on the 1100 block of Clifford Brown Walk. Police officers arrived on the scene first. Neighbors described how officers were urging an upstairs residents to break a window and try to jump. Firefighters were there soon after. First responders were met with heavy flames. Firefighters tried to make rescues. Uh, they erected ladders to the second floor where they believed people were trapped. It's unclear firefighters were able to make any rescues. No further information has been released on the residents. One firefighter suffered a back injury while fighting the fire. Neighbors' homes sustained smoke and water damage, and the investigation into the cause of the fire is still underway. In sports this morning... The Phillies lost to the worst team in baseball, falling 2 nothing to the Baltimore Orioles last night at the ballpark. What the f*** is it? John Means struck out six to lead the Orioles to a win. The Phillies had just four hits against Means and two relievers. The series continues tonight. The first pitch is scheduled for 7.05. In Monday Night Football, the Packers beat the Detroit Lions in Green Bay. Aaron Jones caught three of Aaron Rodgers' four touchdown passes and rushed for a fourth score, and the Packers dominated the second half on their way to a 35-17 win over the d- division rival Lions. And in other football news, Indianapolis Colts quarterback Carson Wentz suffered sprains in both of his ankles. It's not known if Wentz will be able to play during Sunday's game against the Tennessee Titans. Jacob Eason would start against the Titans if Wentz is inactive. Eason threw an interception on his second pass attempt after entering the game in a loss to the Los Angeles Rams. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks a whole bunch, Kathy. And uh, here we go for day number two of your five-day work week if you've got the standard Monday to Friday. And that's all right because we've got money to give away Monday through Friday every day. Seven times a day on MMR, it is with the money clip. So just giving you a heads up that we'll do that at 8 and 10 a.m. And then it goes on throughout the day every other hour uh, until we're done at 8 o'clock. So we'll give you plenty of uh, advance warning and what you need to do and all that good stuff. We also have a guest on the program, uh, comedian Daniel Sloss will be joining us. Uh, his tour is coming to the Miriam Theater in October. Real funny guy. So we'll yes. check in with him a little bit later on in advance of that. Oh, and our friends from Primo Hoagies are stopping by They'll bring some goodies for us to uh, nosh upon, and we will spread the love with some $50 gift cards throughout the course of the morning. Love so it. listen up for your chance to grab those. We are on the final approach to MMRBQ, <laughs> so we're excited about that. It is on Saturday, and like you said, Steve, yeah, the weather's looking great. We're looking at temperatures around 75 degrees, yes. partly cloudy skies. No humidity. You're going to love it, and we have a four-pack of front-row tickets to give away for the Word of the Week prize, so we don't want you to miss out on that. Yeah, and like 8 o'clock, we're going to be able to reveal like all the set times and everything of the MMR. Excellent. So if you're curious about, you know, maybe you can't make it for the whole day and you have tickets and who's playing when and all that stuff, we'll give you that rundown. Uh, great. So get to the details. So we're going to do that around Bizarre File Time. Um, a lot to get to. I have a gigantic stack of entertainment stories to pass along to you, so we'll take a break, come back in a second. I have a solid, stupid question as well, <laughs> and we'll test your knowledge, my friend, and give some freebies as well. We'll be back in a moment. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant... 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to give away a $150 Fogato Show gift card. And this question, courtesy of one Nick McElwain, and he's quite proud of this one. <laughs> and I like it. So what is Greg Fokker's kitty's name? And it's not Mr. Jinx. No. Okay. It's I'm not gonna, his cat. I'm going to tell you that now. What is Greg Fokker's kitty's name? This is a tough one. You have to know this movie. 215 263 WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. I'm going to go through some birthdays today. September 21st. We will lead with uh, one of my favorite authors. It's Stephen King's birthday today. Uh, I've read more of his books than any other author, I, author, I believe. So I was just having a lengthy conversation with my brother-in-law, who is uh, also a uh, massive Stephen King fan. What's King's latest book? Oh, uh, it's a woman's name, and I've forgotten it. It's um, supposed to be completely atypical to okay. Stephen King's writing. Okay. Right? And that, have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and um, he's he's loving it. Uh, yes, I've not, uh, I'm going through his back catalog for right. now. I did read The Institute right when that came out, which was just a, a couple of years ago. Liked it or no? Uh, that one, I didn't like it that much. What's no, your I, least like, favorite King book? It might have been that one. That one. Yeah. Uh, um, but there's so many good ones that, look, you're allowed to have one. Yes. That doesn't speak to every no. single uh, fan. So, uh, But my, my friend Will read it, and he loved it. And, and we share a lot in common as far as which uh, books we appreciate from uh, King. Is it called Billy Summers? Uh, maybe that. That's okay. it. Is That's that it. the newest one? Then I was yeah. thinking of a different one. There well, he a... only put out six last year, so. Oh, my God. He is, yeah, he is just <laughs> cranking them out. Do so you remember the weekend update with John Lovitz and Stephen King where he's conducting an interview, Preston, and he's sitting in front of the typewriter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. And he's talking. He's carrying on a conversation. Stephen King is 74. It's also uh, Faith Hill's birthday today. Uh, I like her. Yeah, she is uh, 54 years old. Uh, Ricky Lake has a birthday. There's a lot of really good birthdays today, by the way. Ricky Lake, I think, has some form of um, hair, hair loss. Yeah. Is that, uh, what is that technically? Is yeah. that alopecia? I don't alopecia. know if it was alopecia, but, yeah. uh, but it might be something uh, right. related to that if it's not. But yeah, I remember seeing that too, Steve. Uh, she's 53. Oh, I should have led with this one. It's Bill Murray's birthday oh! today. I've been on a uh, quick change kick lately. I bought it on uh, iTunes. I... Love that movie. Is it holding up? You're, it I remember is, you said when you were getting it, I hope it holds up. Not only does it hold up, but I had dinner with my uh, my family, uh, my you brothers. You your family? No, 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 Steve. Oh. Uh, I had dinner with my family the other night, uh, my brothers, my sister, I, and I was like, oh, you know, I, I was watching Quick Change the other day. I couldn't, like, I, I didn't, I hadn't, I didn't realize how uh, important that movie was to my whole family. Because the next, like, five, ten minutes of the conversation was spent, like, doing, like, lines from the movie. It holds up. It's got Tony Shalhoub in it, Gina Davis, uh, Randy Quaid before he really went off the deep end. I, yes, if you have never seen it, give yourself the two hours it takes to finish it and watch it. It's a great movie. And there's just a gigantic catalog of Bill Murray uh, movies to choose from. He is 71 today. Uh, Nicole Richie has a birthday. She is 40 years old today. Still ha- uh, happily married Ooh. to... Uh... One of the uh, one of the, the Benji the Madden or? brothers. Yeah, 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 I don't know. John Madden. Is, she's married yeah, to John yeah, yeah. Madden. <laughs> Boom! Wow. <laughs> That's when he climbs into bed at night. Boom. Uh, Joel. Uh, Joel. Joel Madden. Madden. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Forty years old today. 
Uh, we talked about this guy in Music News yesterday. Fell off a he- helicopter and smashed his face. Liam Gallagher, <laughs> yeah, lead singer of Oasis, uh, turns 49 years old today. Supposed to be the uh, the more uh, curmudgeonly of the two brothers. Oh, really? <laughs> Have they... Stalled that a little bit and just uh, decided to tour. Uh, you know, no, I don't think so. I oh, think they okay. still full on hate each other. The, the, last those rumors keep popping up. I think it's yeah. just wishful thinking. He's forty nine today. Uh, it's Luke's Luke Wilson's birthday today. Ah. Uh, Owen's brother, and wow, he turns fifty today. La uh, la la, Luke. <laughs> uh, Luke. I was just watching old school. Yeah. Day, day before yesterday. Yeah, it was, it was on. on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I was watching it. And I just spent a little time with it, and you know, it was great. You know what me off sometimes, though, when those movies, like for Step Brothers, is locked in a perpetual MTV Comedy Central hell, where they're going to have to excise all the language that you mm-hmm. really enjoy. I was like, get it out of there. Uh, he's 50 today. Cheryl Hines, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think she's got a sexy mouth. She's a, she has a sexy mouth, and she is. I think she is dating or is married to a Kennedy. Is she not? What? Oh, yes. I don't know. It's quite possible. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Uh, so she turns 56 today. Nick is going to. Yeah, Robert F. Kennedy it. Jr. Wow. There you go. How about okay. that? Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, uh, he is a famous producer. Obviously, he's brought us all kinds of stuff. Beverly Hills Cop, Bad Boys, Armageddon, Black Hawk Down, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, the CSI shows, Cold Pearl. Case. He just, yeah, Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Harbor. We, we met him there. Yeah, we did. He is 78 today. Uh, here's a guy we had in our studio, Don Felder. Ah. Yeah, guitarist of the Eagles. And he turns a 74. I don't think he was in the band when this song came out. Oh, man. See, I was thinking that he was the one who does the high right. Who is that? No, that's... You could grab Hotel California. Uh, yeah. I had that. That's right here. Uh, that was Randy Randy Meisner. That's was who that singer. was. Damn it. Uh, this is his riff, right, Preston? Yes, it is. Yes. And I think Bernie Leiden was the guitarist when they did Take It to the Limit. I might be wrong on that because they did have some people coming in and out of the band. But, yes, he <laughs> wrote this song. He came up with this guitar lick yeah. and the, the progression of the song and handed it over to Glenn Fry, and then made it into a masterpiece. And you got to ask him about the uh, coke on his nose. When oh, he my did. God, what a great story. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. It's so good. The answer to that, in the video for this song, I'll just yes, relive yeah, that story yeah. real quick. In the video for this song, uh, there's a moment where he and Joe Walsh are doing their famous guitar back and forth solo at the end of the song. And at some point, Don says something to him and kind of laughs. And I go, yeah, I know you guys played a thousand shows, but do you remember what the, what you said to him? And he goes, yeah. He goes, no, first of all, I think that, that that was here in Philadelphia. Yeah. And I looked at him and I, and I said, you're showing. And we were like, what does that mean? He said, well, we used to do cocaine back then. And if you had a little bit of dust on your nose, they would say you're showing. I'm like, oh, my God. I had no idea. So I'm glad I asked him that question. Uh, Dunfelder is 74. Uh, actor Rob Morrow, uh, who was yeah. uh, Northern Exposure. Favorite show of yours. It was. It's one of my all-time favorite television shows. Right I up get, there with Ted Lasso. I get him confused with Patrick Dempsey from time to time. They kind of look similar. Like, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. He was also in Game Show, was he not? He yeah. Was. He's yeah. great in Game Show. And yeah. he's on uh, Billions occasionally, which is uh, a really uh, Like a billion. Like, like a billion, billion yes. Uh, he turns uh, 50. <laughs> he's uh, 59 years <laughs> That's how old. That's the show starts. <laughs> That's his financial planner. Two more birthdays. Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh. 
That is correct. Every oh. Sunday, America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. 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 Love Carlton, it. of course. And, uh, yeah, he has taken the helm of uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. And it's a perfect fit for him. And it's a big birthday for him today. He's 50 years old. Oh. Wow. He's always been cool when he comes on. Yep. Yeah, he's fun. And then the last birthday, uh, actress Maggie Grace. Oh. Uh, who we first fell in love with on Lost, yeah. and uh, then she was that bratty little daughter in the Taken movies. Why didn't, why didn't you just keep her? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's so unrelentingly goddamn annoying. <laughs> to stay travel domestically, she won't effing listen. In fact, kill her. Do me a favor. I will do a favor for you if you kill her. <laughs> you'll, you'll, I'll, I'll owe you one. I will kill whoever you want killed if you kill her for me. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, Maggie Grace is 38 today. All right, we'll see if uh, somebody knows the answer to this question. Greg Fockers Kitty's name. 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to John see if we know the answer. Hey, John, how you doing, man? Doing great. How are you? Good, John. All right, what was the name of the kitty that he breastfed? Geppetto. Geppetto. Yeah. Well done. All right, John. Or he didn't breastfeed it. He, or what? No, he, he milked it. He milked it. That was it. it. Yes. Well, he milked the mother, and Geppetto was the runt that he brought up to the teat. Okay. Uh, John got it right, and we're going to give him a $150 Fogo to Show gift card. You are going to love it, John. And you, when you go to Fogo, you don't just order an entree. You order a night of different things to taste and enjoy experiences carved tableside. Uh, go to Fogo so that you can discover what's next. Make reservations for uh, Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. Uh, let's begin because Dancing with the Stars was on. I watched I'm not going to do a it. rundown of, of the, the episode or anything like that. Did you like it? I, th- the exact moment I tuned in was when Olivia Jade okay. uh, did her thing. I find it uh, interesting and unrelentingly annoying at the same time, and the annoying wins. So uh, Cheryl Burke started her 24th season with Dancing with the Stars. She's the one I have a crush on. Big yes. Man. Well, that's the big the big thing about watching the show is exactly that, Preston. Uh, she said uh, she started with a serious case of nerves. Uh, the dancer revealed on Instagram on Monday, doing the show sober has really made me realize my every insecurity and the oh, amount of wait, pressure who, I put myself, which is tough. Cheryl Burke said that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I guess she's, she's recovered. entered into sobriety. Uh, she added, I just want to be honest with you all because I know sometimes that it can look like this stuff is easy for us, but that wouldn't be real. Uh, Burke and Peloton instructor Cody Rigsby mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, danced on Tango on Monday night's episode of Dancing with the Stars, and they received a score of 24, by the way. what was I saw a headline that said Dancing with the Stars, uh, this couple made history. JoJo Siwa, it had to be, right? I, I don't she, know. She danced same-sex couple. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. So that's what it was, I believe. Uh, right. I have to say, Libby Jade was, uh, was good. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, uh, you know, she's uh, accomplished scholastically. Ah. Hey, uh, Amy Schumer revealed that she had her uterus and appendix removed yeah. due to endometriosis complications. Uh, she shared a video filmed with her husband, Chris Fisher, uh, showing her recovering in the hospital. Uh, she said, so it's the morning after my surgery for endometriosis and my uterus is out. Uh, the doctor found 30 spots of endometriosis uh, that he removed. And he removed my appendix because endometriosis had attacked it. 
Uh, there was a lot of blood in my uterus, and I'm, you know, sore, and I have some gas pains, she said. That could be no joke. Like that, so what, that is, what, be, what exactly goes on, Kathy? I, I do, you, do you know? I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I know that one time when I went to the doctor, and I was like, I think I have endometriosis. She was like, sweetheart, if you had that, you wouldn't be able to walk in here. Okay. Mm. Oh, <laughs> so she, she said it's it's really serious and people are in a lot of pain from is it, it. Is it scarring? Is it what what exactly so, happens that, that in other words caused or that necessitated the removal of her uterus? So I, I had a friend who had uh, endometriosis was an issue for her. I don't think she had it as serious as this. Well, obviously she didn't because right. she didn't have her uterus removed. But what how it was explained to me and <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting this right or not was that it's sort of like a, because she was trying to get pregnant. Yeah. She couldn't. It was sort of like a spider web that was holding everything and, and not allowing, I guess, the, the eggs to, to drop through or okay. I, I'm not sure, but that's how she explained it to me. If that's correct, Here's I don't know. Here's the description of it. A disorder in which tissue that normally lines the uterus grows outside of the uterus. So um, with endometriosis, the tissue can be found on the ovaries, fallopian tubes, okay, and yeah. the intestines. So the most Dude. common symptoms are pain and menstrual irregularities, like a severe pain. Yeah. Right. yeah. Wow. That's okay. what the doctor explained to me, that it was Poor Amy. Painful. She's had all kinds of problems. Yeah. She has. Yeah. yeah she's, she had difficulties with uh, pregnancy and yep. all that. So. Yep. Uh, several pals, including Olivia Culpo, who have had uh, endometriosis, shared their support with hearts and uh, comments. So, uh, do you want me to go to Zach here real quick? Yeah. A quick explanation. Uh, hi, Zach. You're on the air. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How's everyone doing today? Good, man. So, I, I read the description of this. Did that kind of cover it, or can you explain it a little bit more in layman's terms? So, first off, I apologize. I know Dr. Mike. Right. Um, <laughs> but I, I am trained and certified in ultrasound, and one of the things we look for is endometriomas, which are basically pieces of uterus tissue that are in other parts of the body. So okay. when they said that it attacked the appendix, most likely some of the uh, uterus tissue was on the appendix. And what happens as a result is when, you know, the, the patient menstruates, the pain that they suffer, you know, regularly is also experienced in places where the other tissue. Oh, so basically, wow. she's like having like a menstrual issue with her appendix. Correct. So wow. It, and then the tissue acts. So when you, you know, have the result of menstruating, that happens in multiple places. Yeah. Okay. I could I could see why it's weird. Yeah, you would want that removed. Okay. Interesting. Wow. All right, Zach, appreciate the heads up, man. Thank uh, you so much. Not a problem. Take care, everybody. Let's see it. Wow. So that, that essentially, it just spreads that pain out uh, to other areas. Wow. Poor thing, man, and anybody who's dealing with that. So, uh, well, she's on demand. So yes. hopefully, uh, hopefully this uh, um, uh, procedure is going to uh, fix things for her. Now, here's another medical update. Chris Rock has COVID. Uh, urges fans to get vaccinated. I don't have much on this other uh, than he tweeted out, hey, guys, just found out I have COVID. Trust me, you don't want this. Get vaccinated. So I don't know how deep into this he is or anything. He like said that. he's not enjoying it. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll see. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is slapping back at critics of her sheer crystal slip dress by Saint Laurent by Anthony Vecciarello, which she wore to the Met Gala on Monday. Uh, she paired it with a silver thong, and she said, "I don't understand why they go practically naked." One person had commented, "Is uh, is what?" Because this she kind of looked practically naked. Uh, and yeah, then she you, 
She name-checked Kravitz in particular. She's gorgeous. Why does she feel the need to wear a dress like this? Being uncomfortable. And then um, apparently she had commented on this and said, being uncomfortable with the human body is colonization slash brainwashing. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. After we Or talk- not nice. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> After we talked about it, I thought to myself, how do any of these women go to the bathroom? At this oh, event. These Bobby out their butts? Yeah, well, no, because I had asked you guys, like, do they sit down? Do they have dinner? There's, oh. You know, we yeah. were saying there's probably some sort of presentation, all of that. They have to be having drinks or unless maybe the women are like we we can't drink water we can't drink anything right. tonight. So you, no that's that's part of the deal and it's obviously that you want to go and 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 make a stir when you do that she has the kind of body that you can get away with this i or, mean you know, she could go to the bathroom because there's not really anything yeah. there maybe they they have a special gucci catheter that they yeah. use mm. and we just don't know about well, it or, thinking, or a trap door in the back of that mesh dress mm-hmm. well no i was thinking more like assistance like at a wedding yeah. when you know like the bride has to go to the bathroom it's like all the bridesmaids oh, go yeah. they're lifting that's the dress up yeah. It's part of your job, so Cup I wonder hands. If, they bring, if they bring an assistant or something to help them go to the bathroom. I'm dropping a deuce. Catch it. So she was clapping back. Eh? Yeah, she clapped back hard. Uh, ben Affleck <laughs> uh, recently told Adweek that he is in awe of Jennifer Lopez. Aww. He told the outlet, all I can tell you is that I have seen firsthand the different representation, the difference representation makes because I have seen over and over and over and over Women of color approach Jennifer and tell her what an ex- uh, what her example as a strong woman and a woman succeeding and demanding her fair share in the business world means to them. And I am in awe of what Jennifer's effect on the world is. Uh, she's apparently the magazine's recipient of the publication's Brand Visionary Award. So he was commenting on that. Uh, he's, he's in love. I, he is. I love her. She's somebody that I would be so nervous to meet because really? I would want her to be who I see her as. How, if she okay. wasn't, I would be so disappointed. We didn't know that to this I, point. I love we her. We know who you hate. Uh, yeah, but, well, because yeah, usually I'm talking about what you I admire, hate. I don't like well, much. <laughs> tell me, do you admire Jennifer Lopez? You will. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I could see that, uh, that you would admire her yeah, and be I nervous. Her. I yeah. think she can be cool. I, I've seen her yeah. interviewed and she seems pretty well, she's, she's like, even killed. And she's just Jenny from the block. Well, she's Jenny from the yeah. block. She seems fun. She has a, uh, you know, a good personality. So I would hope, you know, if you would meet her in person, she'd be like that. But don't make the mistake of being fooled by the rocks that she's got. Right. No, she's still Jenny <laughs> yeah, from the block. Tyler Perry. Uh, somehow or another, a gigantic moose made its way into his backyard. <laughs> Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? Uh, and it was a glorious sight. A moose, of course, can be very, very dangerous. Yeah, Be careful around it, but it's unclear where the video was taken. It looks like he's in Beverly Hills, but it's more likely somewhere uh, like Montana or Wyoming. He's been working remotely lately, managing and producing shows for his massive ATL studio compound. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross posted photos and vids of the moose. Uh, and Why don't you forget the moose? With a caption uh, that said, this is magic. They are so beautiful. Uh, but this is not Tyler's first moose encounter. Why don't you forget the moose? Back, back in August, he posted a selfie with a moose saying, writing season four of Sisters, new meaning of working remotely. So, And I think in that picture, the moose was directly outside the window of his home. Wow. This one was across the yard yeah. uh, playing with the lawn furniture. Okay. So he's having fun with the mises. Why don't you forget the moose? Here, Preston. Look, here's For the picture. Moment. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a big one, too. It's a big one right up to the <laughs> house. Yeah. All right. Uh, I love this. The, the Duke of Cambridge... 
Prince William, has revealed one of the uh, Duke of Edinburgh's favorite games. The Duke is going to reveal the Prince's favorite game. Uh, And... Apparently, the Duke of Edinburgh is... The Duke of Edinburgh. That's uh, Prince Prince Philip, by the way. way. One of his favorite games was getting his grandchildren to squirt mustard all over the ceiling. He loves squirters. Yes. (laughs) Prince William said he used to take the lid off of the tube. That's pretty funny. Put it in your hands, and then he would squish your hands together and fire the mustard onto the (laughs) ceiling. You know why he loved that? They'll get the house staff to clean it and whip them if they don't. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, Her Majesty was was not I'll amused. Stop, clean this mess up, or it's to the gallows with you. Her Majesty was not amused by it. Uh, Prince William said he used to. to Maybe get it. if you would squirt once in a while. <laughs> oh my God! I've <laughs> got to go to the condiments to get my kicks. <laughs> <laughs> He used to get in a lot of trouble from my grandmother, Prince William said. Uh, this is in a forthcoming BBC One documentary to be aired on Wednesday. I want to see this. It's called Prince Philip, the Royal Family Remembers, uh, features all four, or, or, the Royal Family Remembers, and it features all four of the Queen and Prince Philip's children, along with their adult grandchildren and members of the Duke's long-serving staff. And Ringo. Uh, Zara Tyndall and Peter Phillips, children of the Princess... Royal also reminisce about the Duke's antics with the mustard. So Miss Tyndall said, he gets you to hold it in your hands, and I can't remember exactly what he says, but he ends up slamming your hands together, and it goes all over the ceiling. This put me in mind of that scene from Dumb and Dumber where they're squeezing the... the, the uh, oh, the mustard. Yeah. 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 They're at the yeah. restaurant? Yeah. So... She said, I actually think the marks are still there on the ceiling. Uh, He enjoyed those jokes. He enjoyed messing around with the children and being a grandfather, said Prince William. That was my favorite part of the the Crown, the series, were those earlier depictions of them as younger, a younger couple. Mm -hmm. And you could see what he was sort of going through. Uh, the lighthearted revelation is one of a number of poignant and amusing insights in the documentary originally conceived as a personal portrait to Mark Prince Philip's 100th birthday. <laughs> of course, he died at 99. Here's uh, the scene, Preston, from my... <laughs> Much of the footage shot before his death. Yeah, when they're spraying the mustard. Uh, so uh, he made time for us all, uh, said Miss, Mr. Phillips. He uh, supported all of us. He kept uh, control of most of us. And uh, Mr. Phillips also recalls the Duke's frustration as he got grips with a new laptop, often denouncing the offending machine as, quote, bloody stupid (laughs) in loud tones overheard. How do you work this goddamn thing? The breakfast room. He said, I have memories of him getting a laptop or a new printer and hearing him shouting at it. Uh, He loved technology, but it was always quite entertaining to see him try to figure them out. Uh, So the documentary is coming up. Yeah, I do want to see this, too. So. Uh, Ashley Graham is pregnant with twins, apparently. Uh, The model shared a video on Instagram on Monday that showed her reaction to the ultrasound that revealed she's having both a boy and a girl. Uh, She already has one child with her husband, Justin Irvin. The couple welcomed their son, Isaac uh, Giovanni, in 2020. I wonder statistically how often... a, it'll be same-sex twins or... Fraternal twins? Fraternal, yeah. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. my my brother and his wife are having twins. They're having a boy and a girl. And uh, we looked up, like, stats one night. We were just sitting there, and, we were, and I forget what it was. I think it's 
Like 50-50? I think it's, yeah, it was like something like that. And I was like, real? Like, we were yeah. surprised that it was that. But what you know what we did find, which I found very interesting? Once you have a set of twins, once a woman has a set of twins, their next pregnancy, they're 40% likely to have mm. another set of twins. No kidding. And, and when we thought about it, we were going over, like, different couples that we know right. that have twins and have two sets of twins. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, my my sister-in-law had uh, twins out of the gate, but not, not that was after. Yeah. My neighbor across the street had two sets of twins. Yeah, see? And, uh, so, and my, my um, sister-in-law has twins. They're fraternal. My favorite twins, though, Steve, uh, have you, you've heard of mirror twins? Yes. Where they're, like, yeah. identical, but, like, one's all right-handed, the other yeah, one's all yeah. left-handed. <laughs> also, I've heard that, like, if one's nearsighted, the other one can be farsighted. Wow. Yeah. I'm uh, uh, amazed at that stuff. Mm, interesting. Uh, this is sad news. Uh, actor Anthony Johnson, the comedian uh, who had played a memorable character, uh, Easel, in Friday, the movie Friday, has died. He was 55 years old. I haven't seen that movie in ages. It's a, it's a really fun movie. Uh, no additional information about his passing was disclosed. Uh, he had uh, a wife, Lexus, and three children. Uh, sometimes credited as A.J. Johnson, the actor appeared in several television shows and films, including House Party, Menace to Society, and Lethal Weapon 3, but he's probably best known for his hilarious performance of Easel in 1995's Friday, a character that uh, in in the Ice Cube and Chris Tucker classic, uh, who is usually stealing or scheming for a quick buck. I think we have an audio clip. Yes. Uh, he had a fake slip and fall in the corner store. Oh, that's him? Yeah, that's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. All right, so All right. here's the clip. Hang on a second. Ah! Oh, I fall. I'm suing y'all. Oh, I'm hurt. Oh, my neck. My back! My neck and my back! Oh, I want a hundred and fifty thousand! But we can start out of court right now for twenty bucks. Man, get your punk ass up. It ain't even wet over here. Hey, well, look here, man. Just give me ten dollars and I won't say uh, Ice Cube said via Twitter, sad to wake up to the news about A.J. Johnson passing away. Naturally funny dude who was straight out of Compton at the same time. Sorry I couldn't bring your character Easel back to the screen in last Friday. So uh, no information about how he passed or anything like that. But he was only 55. That's sad. terrible. All right, Steve, I know you've been following this story. The, this story, the real co-host, uh, Jeannie Mai. Oh, yeah. Has announced that she is pregnant by husband and rapper Jeezy. Jeezy. Jeezy? In the past. Is it Jeezy or Jeezy? It says J E E Z Y. I'm not from I'm not familiar with Jeezy. In the past, I don't know everything about this woman. The talk show host was open about the fact that she never wanted children, which put a strain on her marriage to her first husband, Freddie. Freddie. So Freddie didn't get a kid. Mm. Jeezy's getting a kid. What the hell? During yesterday's episode of the Real, she said Jeezy and I have been kind of saving this and hiding this for five months, so we're relieved to finally share the news, girl. Um, on what changed her mind about becoming a mom, she said, I was like, I know exactly what I want. I know exactly what kind of woman I want to be. And I always said I'd never be a mom. And there's so many reasons now that are coming to fruition as to why I would have said that then. But I do know that you never say never and that love can really change you. She said, I think the reason why it's such a big deal was because Jeezy made me feel really, uh, made me realize uh, that I've never really felt safe in my life. You know, I've never Really, truly felt safe, and of course, it had to do with things that happened when I was younger. Apparently, she was a child abuse survivor. Oh, well, there you she go. She went on to say, but uh, when you know what feeling unsafe is like, that becomes your world. And falling in love with Jeezy, meeting someone who also didn't feel safe in their life, uh, we begin to really create a place where our happiness spelled out what safe looked like around us. Word. 
So as soon as you feel safe in a healthy relationship, all of a sudden you start having visions and dreams. And for both of us at the same time, it would be becoming parents and having kids. All right. So you know this uh, woman, by the way. She, yes, she's very attractive. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you're, that's if how you know, know her because she's very attractive. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, yeah, she's hot. So you it's know not her. the what everything is predicated on. But oh. I know, I've heard you remark on how you you are familiar with her and think she's very attractive. The real, so Jeezy and Jeannie Mai. Well, that's great news. Yeah, uh, Olivia Munn hit up on uh, social media on Friday for ad work for her new partnership with Petco that got overshadowed by her baby bump, which is showing. Uh, Munn and her newish love, John Mulaney, confirmed that they were expecting this month. Last week, she told Access Daily, I'm feeling really good, and just the outpouring of love and support has been really amazing. Uh, there's been a really big mom Lady tribe rat rotten. that comes up. Uh, Mulaney was the first to spill the beans during an appearance on uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers. Uh, she said, um, or he had said, I went to Los Angeles and met and started to date a wonderful woman named Olivia, and we're having a baby together. So that's how they opened up about it. But now, so you can clearly see that she's got a yes. bun in the oven. And she signed a big fat contract with Petco? I guess so. Okay. She started an ad campaign. Yeah. All right. She is, she's done a little, a little too much tinkering, I think. Yeah. Just a bit. Uh, plastic surgery-wise, yeah. you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Bacon revealed a picture of his wife's lacy blue thong. Oh, oh on I saw Instagram this. on Sunday. I have not seen this. Yeah, uh, there, it's it's there, you don't see anything except for the underwear, but you know who the underwear goes on, and you're like, holy crap, this is okay. pretty hot. Uh, the Footloose actor wrote, "Sometimes doing laundry can be fun and full of surprises." Next to a shot of the panties, bedazzled with I Heart KB and yeah. rhinestones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kier Cedric, uh, made sure to jump in on the comments and say, thanks for airing my dirty laundry, uh, next to a winky face emoji and Uh, a red heart. Do you think they, uh, walk around the house naked a lot? Uh, They seem very, Why uh, not? Yeah. They, uh, they seem to be one of the best couples ever. Yeah. You know, they've, uh, they've, they've been together for a long time and they show no signs of slowing down their affection for each other. So. I love seeing that, and we we think uh, Kevin's awesome, so that's really cool. Hey, Jimmy Kimmel's oldest daughter, Katie Kimmel, married musician Will Logsdon on Saturday. According to Page Six, an Instagram story showed the father-daughter dance to My Girl by The Temptations. Uh, An additional video shared to the groom's account showed the happy couple sharing their first dance to Elvis Presley's Can't Help Falling in Love. I always forget, so with his, this must be with his first wife, Kimmel's first wife, because he had had a son, I remember, who's now got to be in his 20s, if not 30s, uh, and I always forget about that, that part of his life. Right, right. Around the man show time. Yeah, and then he was with uh, Sarah Silverman for a little bit, right? Yes, right, yes. And then, and then married this new married this woman as one of the writers and producers on the Jimmy Kimmel show. What yeah. are you What are you shaking your head about? Because I have a song here labeled "My Girl." I assumed <laughs> it was "My Girl," and it's this, which I my assumed. girl, my girl, my girl. I think that's a that's a bed we used to use. Yeah, yeah. And it's called, and, it's, and the bed's called "My Girl." Wow. I assume okay. maybe that song is called "My Girl." I guess so, but it's not the Temptations. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, <laughs> Unless they pivoted in their sound, yeah, maybe yeah. they just switched and, uh, things up. That's an alternate. Yeah, listen to this. Yeah, Martin Barry. Uh, a source tells Page Six that Elliot Page 
has been spotted on the ultra-exclusive dating site Raya. Ooh! Uh, the profile reportedly includes pictures of Paige, who divorced Emma Portner earlier in or in January. Yeah, Raya's for celebrities. Yes, uh, with his dog and a shot of him posing in a sweatshirt that reads, Protect Trans Kids. Uh, the Umbrella Academy star announced on Instagram last December that he is transgender. So I guess he's looking to meet somebody. So is he going to play the female character in the Umbrella yes. Academy? From what I understand, he will still play Vanya. All right. Which, he's an actor, so you right. can play different roles, genders, whatever type you want. You're pretending to be someone else. So, yeah. And, in fact, we we started rewatching just for fun, the second season of Umbrella Academy over the weekend. And um, he's billed as Elliot Page, even though, at the time... Uh, the, filming uh, the Umbrella Academy. So in that second Elliot. season, it was Elliot Page. Yeah, well, oh. it is now. They've they've retroactively oh. changed right. it. So so they've gone back and changed it. So my daughter thought that was really cool. Uh, Jennifer Aniston sent a sweet message to her ex Justin Thoreau on Instagram on Sunday. Go to hell. Uh, the Friends star wrote a supportive note over a photo of her ex and his pup Kuma in uh, her story. Uh, love what these two are doing to help people who help pups help who help people. Uh, she said they have saved 60 dogs at the Austin Pets Alive yesterday. Austin Pets Alive is an organization that helps saves, uh, save pets located in the Austin, Texas area. So anything Jennifer doing a nice thing to her ex. Is Jennifer Anderson just one of those? And there are people who just kind of don't need to have someone in their lives all the time that can yeah. be just in a very casual dating relationship. Yeah. Do you think Jennifer Aniston's one of those people? Probably. Yeah. I mean, like, um, you know, Clooney was that way for right. a while. And, and then he met... Eventually, uh, yeah, Amal. Some, something happened. So maybe she's just still waiting for somebody... Mr. Wright. Her, her forever person. You know what I'd like to see her get with? Matt LeBlanc, but he's already married. Yeah. Uh, Christina Hack, she's engaged... Only three months after finalizing her divorce from Aunt Anstead. Man. Uh, the Flipper Flop star confirmed the news on her Instagram page on Monday by adding a ring emoji next to the name Josh Hall. Uh, she also posted several photos of their recent trip to Montage Los Cabos with a heart, lock, key, and engagement ring emoji. I would give it at least a, a cup, maybe a long weekend before you decide to get married, you uh, know? Yeah. I mean, they, they just turn right around and... Let's take another crack at it. There's so many stories of these people that are going through these multiple engagements and marriages, and it's just like, man, what's the rush? Yeah. You know, to to jump right back into another one. Give it a little bit of time. Um, um, okay, this is, this is kind of a hair story. Oh. It's not really a hair change. It's a hair flashback, but I think we can use our sounder. Gwyneth Paltrow revealed in an Instagram video on Saturday that she and Brad Pitt didn't plan their matching haircuts at the 1997 premiere of The Devil's Own. Oh, okay. Well, she sat on this one for a while. She told her assistant, Kevin Keating, we went to the same stylist for the cut. Chris McMillan cut both of our hair like this, she added. <laughs> but she added that she loves McMillan, who also styles Jennifer Aniston and Selena Gomez. I don't even remember that. There's a picture up of, of exactly what they're talking They do have basically uh, yeah. mirror image haircuts. Yeah. yeah. You know, in, in this story, or the, this whole entertainment break press, and we're talking about people breaking up and get back together. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was with Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's now with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ben Affleck, um, wait, uh, Brad Pitt was with Jennifer Aniston. 
Um, so it's true. All, the, all of these people have intermingled at one point. You yeah, know, they're all a, Eskimo cousins. It's a weird little dating pool. Yeah, yeah. Eskimo cousins. Yeah, uh, never heard that term before. It's a great sitcom. <laughs> I'll explain it later. Uh, yeah, I don't know that one either. Um, how about this? Uh, Deadline reports that Christian Chenoweth, Andre DeShields, Jake Gyllenhaal, Audra McDonald, uh, Adina Menzel, and Lynn Manuel Miranda will appear during Broadway is Back, the live two-hour broadcast huh. special that will immediately follow Sunday's uh, streaming-only Tony Awards ceremony. So they had had the formal announcement, right, where they all got up on stage right. and turned Broadway back on. Yes. So I assume the special was done when they were all together. It's a good question. Right? Uh, it says the special presented live on Sunday. Uh-huh. Broadway's uh, Winter Garden Theater will be hosted by Leslie Odom Jr., so it's going to be live. That should be pretty cool. Yeah, I used, to, you know, I used to enjoy occasionally checking in on the Tony Awards because they would do the big musical numbers from yeah. the big Broadway musicals. Yeah, uh, but uh, it, it kind of lost its way after a while. Uh, by the way, speaking of shows like uh, Tonys and and uh, uh, award shows, uh, ratings for Sunday's Emmy Awards were up sixteen percent from the last year's ceremony. They did it like an award show, yeah. you know. It had that thing, and also I think a lot of people are watching Ted Lasso and watching The Crown and watching. They I were a little, part of a little it too. bit more invested. You, you have to, yeah. The reason I quit watching the Emmys a long time ago, it was pre-streaming and all that, just because it was a lot of the same shows every yeah. year winning, and and it was just like okay, shows I wasn't watching, and shows yeah. I wasn't watching yeah. too. So now there's a there's a bigger variety, and there's some new people coming up. It's cool. According to Deadline, the award show earned 7.4 million viewers, up from 6.4 last year. However, it was still the third least watched ceremony of all time. But so they got some ground to make up. We're number three. Uh, HBO Max has dropped the first promo for And Just Like That. Oh, the Sex and the City movie, right? That is correct. Yeah, the, the clip spinoff of the spinoff shows Carrie and Big dancing and kissing next to their kitchen island and a shot of the three returning female leads standing in an airport. There's a really sexy uh, scene, Preston, from the movie where Carrie uses one of those robotic hands to reach a jar up on the second shelf. Oh, you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, they can finally... Reach that high. Yeah, and assistance. she accidentally catches her first alert medallion with the... Uh... Oh, wow. <laughs> Oops. All right, and then finally, one last story. You guys are going to love this. All Warner right. Brothers is prepping a remake of Jules Schumacher's 1987 film, The Lost Boys, yeah. and has tapped Noah Jupe, uh, who is in A Quiet Place 2, I believe, and uh, Jaden Martell from uh, the It film, uh, or both of those movies, to star. Uh, Jonathan Entwistle will direct the new reimagined Lost Boys film. Uh, though plot details are being kept under wraps, the film is said to be set in modern day. So they won't do an 80s thing. Um, Lo- the Lost Boys is such a perfect movie. It has, you know, in in its presentation, in yeah. the modely good looks of everyone, in the, it had a wry sense of humor. Um, okay, I'll, I'll let them take a swing at this, but, um, uh, you know... It's going to be tough. The cult horror comedy starred Jason Patrick and Corey Haim and was the story of two brothers who moved to a California beach town and discover it's a haven for vampires. <laughs> uh, the film made $32.3 million on a budget of $8.5 million, spawned two sequels. From the 2000s, you had Lost Boys, The Tribe, yeah. and Lost Boys, The Thirst. Not as good. As well as two comic book series. The original also starred a who's who. Of 80s teen heartthrobs, including Kiefer Sutherland, Jamie Gertz, Alex Winter, and Corey Feldman, alongside Diane Weist. 
uh, Bernard Hughes and Edward Herman. <laughs> Do you remember the SNL skit that, uh, I don't know if you even saw it actually, but John Hamm is playing the guy from the Lost Boys with the saxophone? No. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And so, and so <laughs> whenever someone's encountering a tough time in their day, yeah. he would burst through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was like Tina Turner's sax yes, player. Yes, yes, exactly. Big you're, you're, muscle you're, dude exactly who could play right. saxophone. Yeah. And he would grind his hips. That's hilarious. Man, they yeah. loved the sax in the 80s, didn't they? Oh, yeah, did they? they did. I, I was a big sax yeah, fan. Yeah, My time. son plays it. Yeah. All right, anyhow, uh, we got to get the clips, so let's do it. In the new Netflix horror series, Midnight Mass, a priest visits a dying town and brings mystery and miracles along with him. In this clip, creator Mike Flanagan explains how this series was born out of his earlier film, Hush. This series kind of is the book she writes. If you look at the the book itself, you see Riley, you see Aaron represented, uh, you see everything kind of about the car accident at the beginning of the series is all up there on screen as she works on it. That wasn't, you know, ever... Like we were trying to make a story within a story. How scared. Midnight Mass begins uh, streaming on Netflix this Friday. Next clip. Star Wars Visions features several short films created by Japanese animation studios making their own or yeah, making their own take on the franchise. And in this clip, producer James Waugh explains the thought process behind the show. We really wanted to kind of let each of these studios explore Star Wars elements that inspired them over the years. We we didn't want to say to these studios, here's the point in the timeline that you that you know we really think you should be focused on. It, w- it was more all the 40 years of things that have inspired you. Star Wars Visions will be streaming on Disney Plus tomorrow. And there you go, your entertainment report. Big beefy one for it you. It was. This I, in fact, I jam. Leftover, I'll have to get to tomorrow, so we will do that. Uh, let's take a quick break. Come back in a second. We've got money clips, cash to give away. Daniel Sloss, who's going to be coming to the Miriam Theater in October, is going to be checking in as well. And some goodies to give to you just for hanging out. We'll be back in a moment. You've waited all summer. All right, you guys ready? And it's almost here. Yeah! Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presents MMRBQ. Saturday, September 25th at BB&T Pavilion. The all-day rock festival. Yeah, it's going to be good, huh? Featuring Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, and Cheap Trick. We're going to be drinking, we're going to have a good time. Tickets to party on the lawn start at just 25 bucks, And get you general admission for the first five bands. Dirty Honey, Dorothy, Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Foxtrot and the Get Down. MMRBQ 2021. We're ready to rock! From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Presented by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. In the heart of South Philly. Game on. Uh, don't forget Tuesdays. Chance for you to win a Preston and Steve themed tattoo with Tattoosday. Text the word tattoo to 39333. And you could win a $350 gift certificate from our friends at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street in Philadelphia. You can check out their work on Instagram if you like, at Floating World Tattoos, or check their website, which is floatingworldtattoos.com. But text the word tattoo. Uh, let's see if you win in a little while. we got Primo Hoagie stopping by. We'll do some giveaways with them and some other things, including the money clips. But right now, I want to hear about Nick McElwain's <laughs> escapade with a couch. Yeah, so uh, I moved into my house uh, three or four years ago, and uh, I had a couch in, in the apartment where I used to live. 
And uh, when I moved from the apartment into the house, we hired movers to bring in all the furniture, right. which is a very wise move. We've talked about this many times. Smart way to, if you can afford it, to do so because it's just a pain in the ass to move furniture, right? So these the movers moved the couch into the house. And uh, it's an older couch. I'm, I, I wanted to get rid of it. I've used, been using this site called OfferUp to get rid of old stuff. And oh. it's like a Facebook uh, yard sale cat that you use from time to time. Yeah. Same kind of a principle, right? How's your success rate been with it's it? been pretty good. Yeah. And it's like you just... Mostly, it's to get rid of things. Right. And if you want to get a little bit of money for it, cool. But if uh, you know, here's something for ten bucks or whatever, you come get it exactly. Yeah. So a woman uh, offered to buy the couch. Uh, I, you know, it was a very discounted price, which I was totally cool with, and she was going to come pick it up. So. Uh, the caveat to the story, her U-Haul fell through, so she wasn't able to, even able to come get it, which right. is probably a good thing because my girlfriend and I tried to move the couch out. <laughs> now, what we should have done in retrospect was hire those movers again, come upstairs and get the couch out. It's not a huge couch. Oh, it's upstairs? It's upstairs, and oh. it's on the second oh, floor. And I live in a house that's like uh, 90 years old or whatever. Right. There's a banister on the rails. And so... Not um, anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It was one element of disaster after another. I swear to God we were going to break up because of, we were trying to move <laughs> yeah, this damn couch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we get it out of the TV room and it's a narrow hallway and then we we try to uh, jerry-rig it into the bedroom to then uh, uh, shift it so we can go down the stairs. If we can get to the stairs... You need to pivot, right? We need to pivot. Pivot! <laughs> we, if we get... Here's, here's the big issue. If we can get to the stairs, we have a straight shot out the front door. Right. It's the getting to the stairs portion right. of this pr- proven to be really difficult. I, I swear to God, yesterday, I was like, I'm buying a chainsaw. I don't think it's going to pivot anymore. <laughs> we had to pivot. We couldn't get around the stairs. We couldn't get over the banister. I don't know. I don't know how the movers got it into the TV room. I ha- We took the legs off. Okay, we removed so the legs. Is it, it, it's a regular, it's not a sectional. It's not a, regular, a sectional, right. and it's not even a sleeper right. couch. Yeah, sleeper, sleeper couches couch. are, are, are oh, really God, They weigh a ton. Giant, so I've, yeah, giant yeah. pain in the ass to move. But the sleeper couch, which we do own, is on the first floor. Never put that sucker on the second floor. I've moved a sleeper couch up the steps. Yeah. I have moved <laughs> it down the steps. Yeah. Uh, on the way up the steps... Um, it was open? attacked on the way down. Oh. I made the smart call to remove the mechanism from within the the, uh, the sub, which which is what you need to do. Yeah, uh, there was tons of pivoting. You really <laughs> like uh, all. You, it's it's a large game of pool and angles. Yes. And, and this and so on and so forth. It's like parallel parking. It's every life yeah. skill you've ever you done. And sometimes you're like, how in the f can you do this? There are sometimes, literally, where it. It stands in direct contradiction to the laws of physics. You simply cannot move it through the opening. I'd actually, I, I want to come over today and take a crack at it. <laughs> All right, because I'm There's good. A- at, I'm good at this. I, I, know I, you I, are. I moved my uh, entire. I had a basement full of furniture, and when my mom moved in a few years ago. I I moved an entire sectional couch up the steps by myself. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I've okay. So, question: Did you uh, consult YouTube? To no. see if there was a video, there uh, may, may have been an angle or something you didn't think about. And I'll bet you there's a video well, that can give you an idea. I didn't even think of that. I, 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 I use YouTube all the time. Yeah, I normally wouldn't have, you know, because in the high that you're like, let's just get, let's get this done. Yeah. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Uh, pivot. Uh, <laughs> those are both great ideas, Casey. I think you are good at like solving puzzles. Um, I, it, we used uh, what is it? Two men in a truck or two movers in a truck? Mm-hmm. Two yeah. girls in a cup. Two girls in a cup. Two girls in a cup. The really well known. No, two. When mo- you're done with that, could you move the couch? <laughs> <laughs> two movers in a truck. 
And, uh, and what's with the piano music? <laughs> I think that they must have lifted it over the banister in a way that we couldn't. And here's the other thing. I've done, by the way, Nick, just to jump in here quickly. Yes, the lifting over of the banister when I moved that when I moved that uh, convertible sofa up to the uh, the second floor, going over the banister was a critical part. It is also a potential disaster. Well, yeah. yeah. So so the hallway upstairs is ruined. You know, all of the oh, door frames man. have been just scarred, completely scarred. Yeah. And here's the other thing. The, um, you know, I, I had a, a fall last month where I hurt myself pretty badly. My mm. wrist is killing me today because right. I, I was, we were trying to lift all of everything that I did was wrong. Everything that I did was stupid. I wonder if there's anyone listening who's had a similar situation. I'm sure there are, but gotten to the level of frustration where they just... They just went and got a chainsaw or, or an axe and just said, screw this. Well, I did that. It's not worth it anymore. The, the Well, the sectional couch that I brought all the way upstairs and then I put into a back room, I mean, I, I had to get in a three-point stance and, and basically tackle it into the room. Really? And so I knew when I was getting new furniture that there was no way I was getting it out of that room. So... And I wasn't going to do anything with the couch anyway. It was older, and so I just I just tore it to shreds. You it? I just mantled it and did took you, it apart. Did you, did you unscrew things to take it apart, or did you just oh, destroy no. it? Oh, no. Oh, you demoed it. it. Yeah. All right. That's fun. So, the, listen, yeah. if you're not going to do anything with it, and that makes it easier, then go for it. Yeah. The, the, the issue is, as you were pointing out, you want to try to do it in a way that doesn't rip up your walls, God. your carpet, knock the doorknob off the doors you're taking, all that stuff that you see. I bet I can do that without doing this. Well, here's a text that came in that says, stand up the couch on, on its end. Yeah. Right. You don't sure. think we didn't? We've tried that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yep. step number one. Mm-hmm. We tried every different angle, but I think it's... I think we have to lift it over the banister and then angle it down the stairs, and I think that's maybe how the guys brought it in. But at this point, I, who, who the hell knows? And Andrea's pretty strong. She's, yes. she's, she's in good shape, right? Oh, my right? God. And at least she wanted to murder me. I wanted to murder her. It just was It was a failure from the get-go. And now, and now the couch isn't sold. The legs are still off. We just shoved it back into the TV <laughs> oh, room. No, it's sitting there. Back. So it's now four inches shorter. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with it. Like, maybe. I, Maybe when we come home, it'll be gone. Preston, yeah. I started having those fantasies. I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe somebody will rob the house. How long did you? Did you? Were you guys at it for? Hour and a half. Did you oh, guys? Wow. Did you guys make oh peace God, after dude. it? Uh, well, here's here's because you can't you literally can ruin relationships, I, yeah. moving things. I yeah. took a walk. Yeah, I went outside. It was a nice day. Remember, outside. she saved your life. She, oh my yeah. god! No, 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 no. <laughs> Any issues here them. are not Andrea's. They're yeah. all mine. All right, all right. I, I, I um, she didn't want to even move it. Like she's like, "Are you sure we can do this?" And then at some point, she was like, "We should probably call the movers." I'm like, "Yeah, I guess you're right." As you're walking down, <laughs> as you're walking down the street, did you see like a 75 year old woman pulling a couch out no. the front door? And- but but uh, so it one point it was just stuck in the hallway at oh. the top of the steps so he couldn't even get back upstairs right. at all. All right, calls they're coming all in right. fast and furious. Let's go to Colin. Hey Colin, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, dude, what's up? Uh so we had just moved into a house and we had furniture there and we were trying to get it down to the basement and I was looking at the door. I told my wife, I was like, listen, we're not gonna be able to fit it down there. She's like, can we at least try? I was like, all right, cool. So we tried. It wouldn't go in. She will, She's like, well, come on. You got to just do other things, like take the feet off. So I took the feet off. Still couldn't fit it. I said, all right, well, I don't think it's going to fit. She's like, well, what if we take the door off? And I said, <laughs> okay, fine. We'll take the door off. So we ended up just uh, getting rid of the furniture, putting it outside and then to the trash and going to the uh, discount furniture store with a tape measure 
to uh-huh. make sure that we had enough room. Yeah, to get that's a, a good space. idea. Always measure, do that. Measure yeah. your stuff. Thank you, Colin. Give yourself a buffer. Have you ever had to take like the molding off too to get things through? Uh, well, let me yeah. go to this call because I've, I've taken doors off, yeah. but Rob went a step further. Hey, Rob. Good morning. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. What's up, man? Hey, so I, uh, my buddy was desperate to find a house, so lo and behold, I found one. And I, he was moving from a larger house to a smaller house, and I said. Take the measurements. Make sure your furniture will fit. <laughs> and he said, I did. I got it, dude. Like, it'll be no problem. We'll use your truck, blah, blah, blah. All right, yeah. So we get to his house, and I look at the couch. I look at the door. I said, it's not going to go. Mm-hmm. So we had the whole Friends episode go through. <laughs> Luckily, I'm a general contractor. So I'm like, Josh, listen, we'll take the door off. He said, it's not going to fit, dude. Look, I said, no, Josh, we're going to take the whole door off. I took his brick molding off, the door casing off, the inside the inside casing off. And we were down to sheathing. We were down to sheathing. You could see the Tyvek paper as it's rubbing up against this leather couch. And he has the audacity to tell me not to scratch it. Uh-huh. That's I when you take a claw to- hammer and beat him to death. I never wanted to knock a knock a best friend out so bad in my life. Jesus, oh, that's you funny. did all of that yeah. to get work. it through. You know, yeah. it's a good point. Thanks, though. Rob. It, it goes to well. what you said, Casey, too, about if you have a very lush, plush couch with a lot of padding on it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, you you got to make sure that you have because you can compact it. And you can have someone there at the door to sort of push the pillowing inside <laughs> and ram it through, like you said, coming from a yeah. three-point stance. <clears throat> but you'll be surprised how bad people are at measuring things. Now, Nick, obviously, we talk about the uh, the Batmobile <laughs> bed, yeah. which, which, which was a wonderful gesture. However, I, okay. I there would be no way it'd fit in my room. Well, but you measured. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So here's um here's um something you might not have thought of, uh, and I, I didn't know this until I. That one couch that had to tear apart to get out of the room. Right. Uh, the furniture that went in, um, they it came in two parts, right? So you might actually be able to take the back off of the couch. Yeah, some people are texting that mm. in. I don't think yeah. so. I think it's an older couch. It's just, that's not even a possibility. Um, but I don't care. When I first started uh, <laughs> living on my own and moving into apartments and things like that, and over time you start to acquire some furniture. And yeah. uh, I was always under the assumption, I'm like, well, they wouldn't make these things if they didn't fit right. into yeah, right. any kind of <laughs> right? domicile at all. Of Somebody has well, it. How idiotic uh-huh. would that be? That'd be stupid. <laughs> all, all doors and windows are a set size. Right. Oh, it's an industry standard. That was adorable. Uh, let me go to Joe. Joe, good morning. <laughs> hey, Gadzooks. Hey, Gadzooks, man. What's up, buddy? So my mother-in-law, uh, her late husband, we were moving the stuff out of his uh, old place. Um, she sold everything, three pieces of furniture we had to take out. One was a sleeper bed or a sleeper sofa. Uh, the thing would not go out the door. We tried to <laughs> angle it out of this room and we couldn't angle it out. I got to the point where I was like, this thing's garbage, right? Sorry. <laughs> but, but yeah, just kick the edge until the whole side arm came off and the whole thing just collapsed around me. I kicked it into pieces. And then the one part with the metal frame, yeah, that still would not go out. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude. So I started taking a screwdriver to it and a hammer yeah. and just ripping the pieces off until I got piece by piece. I had about 40 pieces to bring out by the time I was done. Wow. The, the metal frame on an old Thanks. convertible sofa bed is 
like iron. It is incredibly. You're right. It's yeah. heavy, yeah. like you cannot believe. Yeah, yeah. It's as solid the as you can get. It's a nightmare. Uh-huh. And it and if you're not careful as you're moving it. It sort of opens up and closes, and I had it close on my hand. Oh, oh that's a joy. Oh, right, man. But, yeah, you, you sometimes hit the point of no return where it's like, I'm, I'm ripping this I'm thing. I'm going to destroy it. Well, and for us, because we got it out on the hallway, we're like, well, we've made it this far. We have to be able to get it down the stairs. <laughs> right. There's got to be a way to do it. And it turns out, well, no. How close were you to calling a realtor and putting the house up for sale? <laughs> or just yeah. pouring some gasoline yeah. around the first floor? Oh, I like what you did with this sofa on the stairs. <laughs> yeah, a lot right. of people wouldn't do that. And just make sure the new couch you get for up there that you like forever. Kathy, oh, yeah. I was yeah. just thinking, down. like, what am I going to do? Do, how am I going to replace it? And and like uh, yes, I, you need to buy something that can in that room. Yeah, get an air mattress, folding chair, folding chair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. umbrella chair. Yeah, all right. Uh, I will go to Amy next. Hi, Amy. You're on the air. Good morning. And good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Ah, uh, we love it. What's up, Amy? So when we moved into our new house, we got a bedroom set for my father, and it was a queen size bed, and we could not get the box spring mattress up the stairs we have the type of stairs where it goes up and then turns mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the ceiling is angled and we could not get this thing upstairs my husband tried all of our friends are trying finally they just got out the circular saw and cut the thing in half <laughs> so like this, this is just how it is this is what's going to happen and, and then we had to did you have somehow after another to piece it back together once you got it up there Oh, yeah, we had to jerry-rig it back together so that way if we ever, ever had people staying over, yeah. they didn't fall through the mattress. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why they have, like, split box springs and yes, stuff. Yes, they I do. Yeah. My wife yeah. had a split box spring. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, uh, the Thanks, place Amy. that we lived in when we were first married was in Conchocan, and it was the the uh, stairwell and everything was so small and tiny that there was actually a trap door on the second floor what? that we had to pull the trap door out in order to get all the furniture. Where was this case? It's in really? Conchahawken. Okay, yeah. so your your original house that you grew up in is, is similar to the house that I'm currently living in. Right. They're not common with stairwells. Mm-hmm. So there's we well, you know there's three floors, and so as you start to move things up, and throughout the course of your time living there, you're like. Oh, this isn't going to make it. Yeah. I, I, uh, so the one thing I did do, Preston, I can advise this to anybody. If you can have in your house, if you have multiple st- um, staircases, get the hand truck that allows you to tilt it and then you can pull upstairs. Right. Yep. They, oh. have, they have treads on the back of it right. yeah. mm-hmm. so that you can pull it up. It makes moving things upstairs so much easier. That's that, good advice. Yeah, that, I helped uh, Michelle Tagey move one time. Michelle used to work in our sales department. She's married to Jackson now. And she used to live in the Elfrith's Alley. In- oh, oh, oh she had a spiral staircase in yeah. the middle of her house. No, it's, you're aft. You're aft. Literally the oldest street, I think, in the country, certainly yeah, yeah. in Philadelphia. And so we had to help her move a couch up and down the spiral staircase. It was vertical the whole time. Oh, my God. It's amazing that, like, they haven't figured this out as far as, like, yeah. you, when they're designing houses, you know, yeah. you know, they, they have to put... They put a lot of furniture in these houses. Yes. Like, why can't they just come up with a better design? Well, a lot of the ones that had, when we were doing our, our house shopping before we even ended up in Maniunk, a lot of the houses that had the spiral staircases huh. did have a, a large open, like, window on the second floor that you could hoist. Okay. Up. Okay. And I'm like, that was a compensation. But otherwise, well, how do you do that? Let me go to Alyssa. She's got a similar story. Alyssa, good morning. Good morning, Gabzooks. Gabzooks, Alyssa, what's up? So, 
I, my first apartment was, like you were just saying, really narrow steps. I was up on the second floor, so basically to turn into my apartment, there was no space. It was like four feet. So um, we were moving my couch up and just couldn't even get it through the first door. <laughs> we had to take the whole door off, got it up the steps finally, didn't work. Tried to take the other door off to get it into the actual apartment, didn't work. So we had to bring it all the way down. I was on the second floor. Like I said, we had to take my U-Haul all the way around to the back in the mud. We got stuck also. (laughs) (laughs) Put the couch on top of the U-Haul. And then the guys that were helping me, we didn't have any, like, pulleys or bungee cords or anything, had to hoist it up into my second floor bedroom window. So you got to get it on top of the U-Haul first. Then the guys got to get on top of the U-Haul and start to, oh, my Stuck in the mud. the window was still a little bit too narrow, so we had to take the off. We got it in, and then I didn't realize that the way out of my bedroom, my laundry room door was in the way, and we couldn't get it through that either. Oh, no. There are so countless... I had to, like, wreck my whole brand-new apartment just to try and get this piece of garbage couch in there. Wow. And when I moved out, we just left it. I was like, I'm not yeah. taking it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You, you, you get it. It's yours. There are countless um, videos of people moving furniture in and out of the house. One of the common methods, Preston, is to get, like, the, the two-by-fours and have people pulling yep. uh, on a rope that's tied around a couch or whatever. Mm. And there's one that is, always makes the round where the board breaks, they're holding on to the ropes, and the couch swings through the front picture window. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yes, I yeah. have seen that. But oh, we had to do God. that. Oh, the opposite, though, I threw my couches out the window when uh, we was moving out of college after graduation. I just didn't like. I didn't feel like moving the couches down because it was. Surprised you moved them at all because for for us in college, the couches well, would just stay behind. Yeah, They'd my be couch is a little. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, not no, good. No, Get rid of that. No, <laughs> too, too many babies. In it. <laughs> Among other things, crabs, yeah, you know, various uh, crustacean, <laughs> pubic glass. living things. Uh, hang on, I'm going to go to uh, Ralph. Hey, Ralph. Good morning. Morning, guys. You guys work. Thank you, buddy. It's good to be working with you. What's up? So, I mean, this is a conglomeration of all these stories, but we were gifted a big overstuffed sleeper sofa for our first apartment. Okay. And, you know, metal door frames, metal hand railings, all the things an apartment would have. We tried to get it up the stairs. We got it stuck, got a caddy corner at the top landing, trying to get it in the door. So had to take a sledgehammer, break the frame, pull the sleeper out, twist it, you know, into a corkscrew just to wedge it through the door, oh. rebuilt the frame, put it all back together, lived there for several years. Okay. Came time to move out. Took it all apart, managed to get it back out and into the basement of the new townhouse. All right. When we finally decided to get new furniture, we got the stadium seating. That stuff's great because it's like three or four separate recliners that you can take down in pieces. Right. And I said, we are not doing this with this couch again. And I took the sledgehammer and I (laughs) smashed and beat that thing into 100 pieces, put it in trash bags, and took it out that way. There you go. Yeah, you've been scarred. Yeah, forget it. Yeah. It's not worth the trouble of that, most definitely. All right, thanks, Ralph. Appreciate it, man. Uh, I have uh, Brian on the line. Oh, yeah. Brian used to uh, work with uh, Chris Coons. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Brian. Brian Cunningham. How you doing, man? That's right. That's right. Doing good. Good morning. Hey. Hi, Grandma. Um, <laughs> What's up, buddy? So, 
Let me preface this with my wife is the smartest person I've ever met. <laughs> uh, she she asked me to move a couch on Friday. I said, you know, let's just let's just wait till the weekend. We'll have some time to uh, analyze the situation, take a strategic approach. Uh-huh. Uh, Friday afternoon, she calls me. She's like, I really need you to come home from work. You really need to help me. I come home, can't find her. She's in the basement. She's lodged the couch in the stairwell. Uh, through both sides of the hallway of the door, so she has stranded herself in the basement. Oh, my God. She got underneath. stuck. This piece of furniture has now blocked her off from the rest of the house, and she's in the basement. Yeah, and, and her phone was on the top of the basement. to come home. Me, me being, uh, you know, I probably would have claustrophobia and try to climb out of a basement window, but oh. I came home. I did have to chisel the walls out for the couch to um, oh my God. come back down to the basement. Oh. And and that couch still lives in the basement to this day. So let me ask you. It's a happy ending. It's happy ending all the way around. It says in the description, Brian, that, 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 that part of the couch actually wedged into the drywall? Yes. Uh, both oh sides. Both sides. Uh, <laughs> she had used her Italian mom muscles to just embed the couch or... It was a love seat. Uh, okay, yeah. It was a love seat. Wow. She managed to flip and flip and then finally flip a third time and smash the two sides of the wall. So. I just love that, got- that the phone was just out of reach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my God. And uh, she's down there for two very, hours. Very money pit uh, movie scene out of Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Brian, great to but hear I, from I, you, I man. Thanks a lot, All right, guys. Have a good night. All right, we'll see you. Oh, my God. The only the only creature that had any fun yesterday was the cat because she all of a sudden had a new jungle gym at the top of the yeah. screen. Oh, yeah. She, she right. completely climbed all over, yeah. yeah. Uh, time for one more call, Case. Yeah. All right, let me go to Chad. Hey, Chad. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, man. What's up, Chad? All right, so my buddy, uh, he's probably listening right now, Craig, he had just purchased a new house. He had a new house built. Um, so now he's trying to furnish it. He goes online. He uh, wants to get a pool table because he has this gigantic basement. Mm-hmm. So he goes online, and he hooks up with this guy that has a pool table in his basement. So the idea is that we're both going to get this big moving truck, go to the basement, take the pool table. Um, so we go over there. We're trying to trying to lift the pool table. We get it sort of up the steps of the guy's basement, but it's, it's like hitting wall to wall. We're just making it. So we're, you know, thinking we're doing okay. We're going to fit this. Right. We get it up to the top of the uh, the steps, and now we have to make in front of the door to the basement. There's a just a wall right there, which we didn't think about at first. So now we're at the top of the steps, and we're like, all right, we got to turn this thing, which we couldn't we couldn't turn it at all because it's, it's wall to wall. So we're trying to take the door off to the basement. We tried that out. We tried everything. We're there for like three hours, thinking, okay, what can we take off this pool table? <laughs> it's like a slab, like nothing comes apart. Mm. One of those professional pool tables. So we're talking to the guy. And we all come to the conclusion, we just say, hey, can we just cut a hole in this wall? We'll just cut a slit right between the, <laughs> oh my God. the, uh, the you know, the frame. <laughs> and we'll just kind of slide the pool table right between the two, you know, pieces of boards in the frame. And the guy finally agrees. So we're, I'm, now I'm with this. I'm, I'm like, you got a saw? So I'm over here trying to saw open this guy's wall. <laughs> and the spot where we cut open is where his thermostat was. So oh, was no. Oh, no. Oh, man. So, so we, we finally, after, like I said, hours, we're sliding it through this guy's wall into his dining room just enough to be able to tilt it a little bit so we can slide it back out towards the front door. We get it out there. My friend buys this guy's pool table, buys his, you know, all the chairs that go around the pool table, the pool sticks, all that good stuff. Get it to his house. 
And then as we go into his house, we realize to get into his basement, the pool table is not going to fit. You have to cut through walls. Oh, so at that point, his wife, I mean, he, his wife said, absolutely not. Brand new house, new walls. So that pool table, I think, I think it's been four years now, has been kind of just in, like, on, on its side, kind of, like, up against the wall in a spare bedroom. Never used. For that four years. For, for four years. It's been in the spare bedroom. Yeah. And, and so my buddy, you know, I guess about a month later, the guy calls, and now he wants us to go over and fix his wall. The guy was okay with the wall getting cut open, but then he's after it got cut open, I guess his wife went after him, and now he wants us to come back and fix it. So, Oh, my God. That's Jesus. too funny. All yeah. right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Wow. Yep, you got it. Uh, that can be a nightmare. Yes. <laughs> Hang on, we have the, the full clip. Hang on. Pivot! 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 It's the worst, man. It is the worst. It, it will put your patience to uh, the test. We are, we are far worse off today than we were yesterday. The, the couch is not sold. The hallway's all banged up. The legs are missing. And uh, my girlfriend and I had a fun fight during the process. <laughs> what are you going to do? I don't know. Well, okay. I, I guess we're just going to hire movers because the movers yeah. got it in there in the first place. So we'll get them out yeah. of there. In the and then maybe place. their contractors, they can fix the uh, damage. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Bring some all paint. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, we appreciate story. it. We got some entertainment out of it, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, we do need to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment when we return. Uh, we have the Bizarre File. And also, we're going to do the rundown of the set time yeah. list for MMRBQ 2021, which is this Saturday, my friend. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's do the file. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by Young Sheldon. Jo- Sh- Young Sheldon. It joins the uh, Big Bang Theory on PHL 17 weeknights at 7 and 9.30. Uh, starting September 27th, family night, every night is on PHL 17. All right, we're going to tell you the tale 
of a 73-year-old man from Massachusetts. He's recovering from injuries that he suffered when his leisurely swim in a remote Franklin County pond turned into a life-or-death fight with an enraged and likely rabid beaver. A beaver? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark Piracini suffered extensive injuries in the attack and came close to drowning. Uh, he had nice mul- beaver. He had multiple puncture wounds. He had flesh torn from his arm and leg and scratches and lacerations all over his body and scalp and a torn tendon in one of his fingers. <laughs> He also has a fractured knuckle on one hand, most likely from beating the beaver as it repeatedly attacked him. Is that a falcon punch? Uh, he is undergoing uh, treatment for rabies punch. No, that's uh, rabies. That's a that's a beaver punch. It's a beaver punch. Kind of a falcon beaver. punch, yeah. So, uh, Piracini uh, apparently said that the fight uh, was a prolonged battle with an enraged 50-pound wild animal while trying to stay afloat, and it left him exhausted while the fight continued in Jeez. the deep water. You forget they get that heavy. He estimated that it lasted about five minutes, and it occurred to him that he was in deep trouble. At some point, he said, I said to myself, if I stop and fight him one more time, I'm going to drown. It's oh. me or the beaver. Uh, unable to chase away the beaver or to stop it from attacking, uh, Piracini said he made for a desperate attempt to swim the last 40 yards to shore. Uh, for most of the distance, the beaver continued nipping at his heels and his legs, arms, back, and buttocks most of the way. According to the State Division of Fisheries and Wildlife, beavers are fairly common in Massachusetts. Adults can grow two to three feet in length not counting the tail, and can weigh anywhere between 35 and 80 pounds. Piracini refuses to specify which pond he was swimming in. Well, gentlemen, don't he, talk about that stuff. He's <laughs> concerned if uh, mass wildlife would trap and kill the entire beaver population there, and he does not want that to happen. No. The pond is so remote that he doubts any other people will swim there this year. He said he's never seen another person in all the time he's gone there. He said he's been swimming in the same spot since the 1970s. He said the pond is remote enough that he has to ride his bike deep into the woods to reach it, and he has a, it's a small island some 50 yards offshore. Well, it's a beaver's pond. On warm days, he rides his bike to the pond, dives in, and swims to the island. There he rests for a while and basks in the solitude and tranquility of being alone with nature. Uh, but this day of the attack was like any other. Piracini rode his bike, swam to the island, rested there, and then started swimming back. Moments into the return, he felt something bump against his right thigh, something big. He said he's had fish brush up against him before, but whatever made contact with him under the water this time was bigger than any fish he'd ever seen in the pond. He said his description is reminiscent of that of the scene in the beginning of Jaws, where the woman is swimming in the ocean and learns that she's being attacked by a shark. Uh, reminding him of the scene, he said that is exactly what it was like. I'll get this beaver for you. He but said it'll cost you. He said it. He punched it to scare it off, but the beaver only got more angry and continued to attack. He said the beaver would swim off, submerge, and then attack again from under the water, and again and again. He swam as fast as he could to get away, but the attacks kept coming. As he got closer to shore, his arms were so fatigued he could barely raise them. When he touched the bottom, his legs were uh, spent, and he could only crawl out of the pond. All right, beaver, you win. When he reached his bike, he collapsed, bleeding heavily. Although oh. the attack had stopped, he wasn't out of the woods. He had to ride his bike a mile and a half back to his car and then drive to the medical center. He said the doctors and nurses at the emergency room didn't really grasp what he was saying when he told them he had been attacked by a beaver, beaver and he took his clothes off and revealed the extent of his injuries. Hey, listen, do you have her number? Uh, Dr. <laughs> Benjamin Woodard, the amount, uh, he said the amount of uh, damage that he sustained in the attack was astonishing and very serious. He said he's lucky he didn't drown. Yeah, we're looking at pictures. He's butchered up or bleed to death in the woods, and it could have been very, very bad. Uh, but Pecorini says he has no ill will toward the beaver that attacked him. 
It was probably so far along with rabies at the time they attacked him uh, that it didn't live much longer. So this guy's obviously undergoing rabies treatment sure. as well. So, but it's this beaver. Almost killed him. I hear wild. that. I hear that they're really, really uh, cantankerous. They can be aggressive. Yes, yes. If they're and defending if they their area, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So interesting story. <laughs> it's wild. How about this? Uh, a guy named Keith Dalton. He and his crew of high school football referees say they were officiating a game between Grove City High School and Central Crossing High School last Friday. Uh, when after the game, they suddenly got locked inside the Grove City locker room. He said, "We." as a group, now have filed charges against Grove City. Uh, He said that apparently he believes that this action was taken against him and his crew for a controversial call made during the game, after which he says an assistant coach for the Grove City team came onto the field and was flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct. Once the game ended, Dalton and his crew were inside the locker room. They were being evaluated on their performance. And then the door was barricaded from outside with a vending machine. <laughs> so they blocked him in. So somebody put a vending machine in front of the door. It's like to, Nick, Nick's couch. To block them in there. He said we had to push on the door, three of us, to at least get the door wedged open just enough so we could get out. Uh, in response to the allegations, the school district uh, said we continue to investigate this incident and have engaged the police uh, to determine who is responsible for this behavior, and they they don't uh, condone this type of conduct. Meanwhile, Dalton says uh, both the principal and head coach of Grove City High School issued an apology. He also says the assistant coach who berated them was suspended for a game, uh, but he wants to see more done, especially when it comes to the safety of him and his crew. So they are <laughs> filing charges. Uh, and then we'll do one more story. Uh, this is out of Connecticut, Berlin, Connecticut. A woman has been arrested after being accused of assaulting a Navy sailor at a pizza restaurant. Police said 45-year-old Lori Desjardins turned herself in at police headquarters on Thursday. She was served with an active arrest warrant related to assault. This comes after a video went viral of Desjardins allegedly assaulting a Navy sailor at a pizzeria in Berlin, she had questioned the fatigues that the sailor was wearing. Oh, I saw this video. This and, one's a lunatic. And has even seen hitting him in the face. So, yeah. it's, you know, uh, she thinks he's impersonating a, uh, a soldier. Right, like stolen valor. And she goes and hits him. Well, the dude was the real deal. He's the real deal. Sean Nolte Jr. identified himself as the person who was assaulted. He is a student at the submarine school on oh. the naval sub base in Groton. Uh, Desjardins worked for CBS Health, and following her arrest, a spokesperson for the company released a statement saying the individual is no longer employed by the company. Uh, she was re- released on a $10,000 bond. By the so. way, that place has great pizza balls, Preston. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time for a pizza ball. Uh, All right, and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. That took a while. (laughs) All right. um, So we have a little bit of information for you concerning the MMRBQ. Yes. Very excited about this info. At the set time list. Yeah. And so we can give you an idea of uh, your evening or your day because it it started. The doors open at noon, by the way. Uh Uh-huh. So the MMRBQ is on Saturday. And we're going to have Foxtrot and get down Aaron Jones, Dorothy, Mammoth, uh, Wolfgang, and Van Halen, uh, Dirty Honey, Cheap Trick, The Offspring, and Jane's Addiction all playing in that order. So, if you want to jot down these set list times, I'll give them to you an hour. You can go to WMMR.com because we have it posted there. So, doors open at noon. 
First band up, our local crew, Foxtrot and the Get Down. They start at 1 o'clock. Followed by Aaron Jones at 2. That should be pretty damn cool. He's high yeah. energy. Yes. Uh, our good friend Dorothy goes on at 2.55 in the afternoon. Then you have Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen at 4 o'clock. Mind you, this is all... Uh, open seating at this point. Yeah, yeah. If you have tickets, you can sit in your seats, but you can be in the pavilion if you have long seats as long as nobody is sitting down there. So you have Wolfgang uh, Van Halen at 4 o'clock. Uh, then Dirty Honey will be at 5. And at that point, the general admission seating ends and then everybody goes to their assigned areas. Uh, then you have at 6.30, Cheap Trick. Yes. Followed by The Offspring at 8.00. And the last man to hit the stage will be Jane's Addiction, and they will be playing from 9.30 to 11. That's so, great. That is Love the it. full rundown of the MMRBQ this Saturday at BB&T Pavilion. So, uh, if you're interested and you want to make notes, maybe you can't be there for the whole thing, but you want to make sure that you don't miss whatever band you're really looking forward to seeing this time around. Just go to WMMR.com and it is all right there. I've talked to a lot of people who uh, this will be their first concert, uh, you know, coming back from the pandemic. And so there are questions, uh, you know, health regulations and all those types of things. Those are described on the website as well, too. Ah. So mass regulations, vaccination, all that kind of stuff is up on uh, WMMR.com, PrestonSteve.com. Excellent. And we will see you there this Saturday. It's going to be awesome. Uh, by the way, speaking of awesome, our friends at uh, Primo Hoagies stopped by. Uh, yeah. The location from in Ardmore. Uh, thanks to Jay and Stacy who brought by the Pilgrim Hoagie this morning. Ooh, what's that about? It's back turkey stuffing, cranberry sauce, mayo, a meal best served cold. The Pilgrim is back. You can go to primohoagies.com for your nearest location. It's not just a hoagie, of course. It's a Primo. I got a $50 gift card. Huh. And we'll take caller number 14, and we will set you up with that. 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call right now. We'll take care of it. We're going to break. Back in a moment, Daniel Sloss will be joining us around 9. He's going to be performing at the Miriam Theater coming up in October. And, of course, we have the money clips and all that and Tattoos Day. We'll be right back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You Live. Hi, this is Uncle Jack calling on behalf of my nephew Matt's company called MassCast. That's M-A-S-S-C-A-S-T. MassCast is an online weightlifting competition for all ages and abilities. MassCast also has its own clothing line and supplement shop. And by the way, we're a veteran-owned company. Thank you very much. Next message. Hey, Preston and Steve. We're Ruthie's award-winning beauty studio on Brookline Boulevard. Right now, students get $20 off customized facials for back-to-school season. Our new fall hours are Tuesday through Thursday, 10 to 7, Friday, 10 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to 3. So come on in and get all done up. Visit ruthieseyes.com for more information, and we'll see you soon. Thanks. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. There's a new Daily Rush video that just became available for your viewing consumption, and the title of our Daily Rush video is... Pussy Island. Pussy Island. It is. It's a movie. It's a title of a movie uh, with uh, Channing Tatum. And maybe it's about cats. We don't know, but it's called Pussy Island. (laughs) And you can see our segment right now. Go to WMMR.com or just follow us on Instagram and we'd send you that video right to you. You're good to go. It's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. And you can learn more at Xfinity.com. You know what I did? 
I went and noticed a couple oh. of things. Yeah. Oh, man, the noticer's back, and he's been noticing. Mm. He noticed earlier, and now he's noticing again. You can't stop him. Can't. He's a noticing mofo. So I noticed today. What is the noticer notice for today? I noticed. Please tell us. On the calendar. We're waiting to find out. <laughs> today is Only sep- the noticer can impart this kind of information that we can use. Notice away, noticer. Can I go it's to <laughs> Go ahead. Today is September 21st. Yes, it is. All right. And on September 21st, all over social media, you will see people asking the exact same question. Do you remember the 21st September? September. So, the, yeah, and that's, of course, yeah. Great song. I never get tired of this oh, song. I love dude. it. I love it. Yeah. fire. Yeah. So the opening line of the song is, do you remember the 21st night of September? I do. And people are wondering, what was the big deal about the 24th? What happened on the 21st of September when the song was written? It came out in 1978, and people still have questions about it. I know what it is. What we beca- we became a country to sign the Declaration of Independence? No, that no? Was, no, 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 it wasn't no? that. Am I wrong on that? But apparently, that's the, when Jesus was born. The song goes on to say, uh, "Love was changing the minds of pretenders while chasing the clouds away. Hearts were ringing, souls were singing, people were dancing." You're in Think of this as a wedding song, just because it's a, you know a reception. Yeah, it gets the crowd, gets the, the the dance floor full. But I freaking love this dude. So the the lyrics of this lend you to believe that something huge happened. People are dancing. The love is chasing the clouds away. It's happening. There's all kinds of song in the street and everything. So. In a 2014 interview, songwriter Ali Willis, who co-wrote September with Earth, Wind & Fire, revealed the reason the song is about September 21st. Can I guess? And not any other date. Yes. They successfully moved a convertible sofa bed. <laughs> no? Through a narrow a doorway. doorway. Yeah. Uh, so she and Earth, Wind & Fire leader Maurice White worked together on the song for uh, about a month. And she said, we went through all the dates. Do you remember the first, the second, the third, the fourth? <laughs> And the one that just felt the best was the 21st. In other words, it doesn't mean it's anything. It's an arbitrary oh, number. Man, it does that's not all right. mean anything. In a world where Susudio is a word, it right. doesn't matter. Right. Uh, she said, I, can sit, I constantly have people coming up to me, and they get so excited to know what the significance was, and there is no significance beyond, beyond it just sang better than any of the other dates. And she said, so... Sorry. If, yeah. if it's an important day to Earth, Wind, and Fire, that's good enough for me. And then I was blown away. We talked about this years yeah. ago. Was the chorus. Which we thought was we were thought, misunderstanding. I thought that's Philip Bailey, and yeah. I thought he was singing Party On. Yeah. But it's not. Party On. Because it's a party yeah. song. Yeah. He's saying Body Ya. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Which is just like um, Goo 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 Choo. It's, yeah. it's like. Goo 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 Choo. Yeah, it's just. But I guarantee you that if he heard you saying Party On, he probably would have gone, oh, I should have sang Party On. I should have sang Party On. Uh, it's your cousin, Marvin Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to what this DJ's saying. Uh, Party on. So it's, uh, that's a little bit of, you know, I mean, it's just songwriting. I mean, they were yeah. just, they were writing. 
They were just uh, cranking out a tune that would be catchy and fun. Yes. And they went with that date arbitrarily, like you said. And you know the thing with Earth, Wind, and Fire? They were always, uh, to me, and, and they still exist, obviously, it's okay to simply feel good. Oh, my yeah. God, yes. With their music. Yeah. Absolutely. Great songs from them. I love Shining Stars. One oh, my one. God. All such time. a good song. My favorite song. Shining Stars. No. Shining in September. <laughs> Shining Stars. Is that how it goes? Yep. No. No? Oh. Because you're a shining star, no matter who you are, shining bright to see, what you could truly be, what you could truly be, shining stop for you, don't know you to see, no. what oh. that work can truly be. I'm going to plug that in right now for you, All right. Shining Thank star. You. I'm going to get you some iTunes action. I bet you I do know it. That's the quote, um, uh, I love you, man. Uh, all right, shining stop. star. Here we go. Hang on. I got to plug it in. Put it out. Phone. Here we go. You'll know this. Oh, I love playing this song on the drums. I just absolutely love jamming. This is a jam. I play this on my cat. Yeah. Come on, Kathy. <laughs> you know this case? I think so. Sound familiar, Case? No. Wait till we get to the chorus. It's not too long for the chorus. It's a pizza ball. Get you some uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire in you, man. Yeah, solid stuff. All right. Well, anyhow, there's a lot of other Earth, Wind, and Fire that I know. I mean, I know Boogie Wonderland. Ooh, another great song. song. I have a whole disc. I have a whole disco playlist. I told you when we uh, when we do like a family activity, like playing a, a, a board game or doing a puzzle or something like that, I put on disco music. I don't know why. It just kind of goes. Why along not? With it. I don't know. That's what Earth, Wind, and Fire would say. Saying. So, 21st September, doesn't mean squat. So, yeah. there you go. All right, I noticed other things, by the way, other than just boogieing out like It's going to be kind of sad to leave Earth, Wind, and Fire, but other things need to be noticed. Let's stick with some music for a moment, though, okay? Uh, apparently, singing and driving can be dangerous. Uh, Brunel University researchers put participants in driving simulations and found that listening to music that was louder had lyrics led to higher levels of emotional arousal yeah. compared to listening to soft, non-lyrical music. <laughs> uh, past studies have found that loud music with lyrics can elevate levels of aggression and encourage overconfidence, Yeah, particularly among younger drivers. I'm, I'm sorry, it's not going to stop. You're, you're listening to music yeah. while driving is always going to be a thing. That's what you do. Sorry. Uh, researchers and psychologists uh, Costas Karagugaris Kastaskaragugugurus? Yeah, said... Uh, <laughs> My name is Kastaskaragugurus. The most important thing to consider when listening to music while driving is to ensure that you are not mentally overloaded. Uh-huh. One of the easiest things to control is our choice of auditory, auditory stimulation, whether it be talk, radio, podcast, or music. Yes, listen to us. Uh, through minimizing distractions, motorists are much better able to focus on the road and therefore stand a better <laughs> chance of identifying potential hazards in time. Whatever. Casey, do you know what they say the safest music to listen to is? 
Earth, Wind, and Fire. No oh, um, I, I got pizza ball already. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> well. Time to pizza ball. Yeah. Time to pizza ball. I've been listening to the book uh, Project Hail Mary because Preston told me about it, and I find it to be extremely distracting. However, <laughs> I am loving the book. I'm I'm pretty close to finishing it. I have found actually not the because I listen to mainly audiobooks. We do radio for a living. Yes. When we're not on the air here, I am listening to the radio, so I get plenty of radio time, so I need a different kind of distraction. So I listen to audiobooks. And um I find that the driving distracts me from the story more than the story dri- uh, uh, distracts me from the driving. Yeah, it's a weird dance. Yeah. Do you know what I do? I listen to Philip Bailey reading Stephen King. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah, right? so I'm getting Earth, Wind, and Fire, <laughs> but I'm getting Stephen King. I'm Philip Bailey, and this is Pet Cemetery. <laughs> It's a niche market. Yeah, it is. You really cornered it. You have to dig for it, but you'll find it. I got pulled over for uh, driving too fast to a car, to a song that really amped me up, and it's a lame song to oh, make me guys. Is it we've got tonight? It's not. No. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, it's a great song, <laughs> but uh, Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel, for whatever reason, it's maybe, a great song. It, it, yes, but is it a drive fast song? It's a it's no. a drive with right. the joy of life song. Yeah, and I ended up going like. <laughs> 70. Don't include me. In a 45. Uh, so that was causing you to drive a little fast? I think, think I just was in a really... Salisbury real, Hill? Salisbury, I was in a great mood, and the song made me in a better mood. And I, this was when I was like 17. And you don't have like to explain. Idiot. I got pulled over listening to Meat Loafery, Great Expectations. <laughs> oh. well, you finished yeah. the Stephen King... <laughs> I guess, though, Nick, when he gets to, you know, you can keep my things, they've come to take me home. That was jazz, man. Keep them. Keep the couch. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a great song. It is a great song. It's a masterpiece. The Dodge Grand Caravan along Sweetsford Road in 1992. I got into a car accident because I was dancing while I was driving. What song? uh, I couldn't tell you. Uh, The electric slide. It was probably something (laughs) circa 1992, uh, but I was in the uh, left lane right in front of Cardinal O'Hara High School, and I had to get over to the right, and I was dancing, and my friends were in the car. And I was like, oh, I got to get oh, over. Didn't even think to look in the mirrors. Or I know what it was. <laughs> Everybody clap your yeah. hands. You had to take your hands yep. off the wheel. That's yep. right. And you ran into a, um, a fruit truck. <laughs> you can't line dance and drive, can you? No, you cannot do that. But listen, Nick mentioned something which I noticed, which ties right into the next go. story in the noticer. This is a double notice inversion. You said a Dodge Caravan, right? Yes. All right. Minivans, apparently, automakers are trying to make minivans cool again. Okay. We How bought, so? We bought a uh, Pacifica last year. It's a nice car, man. I think it's pretty cool. That's a crossover, though, is it not? It's a uh, it's a hybrid. Okay. Is that, is that the new... Because uh, I've always heard them referred to as crossovers, that they were a little bit more... No, the engine's hybrid. The engine's it, hybrid. It, 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 oh, it is I'm a sorry. It's a I hybrid. see what you're saying. Okay, yes. Okay, now I get it. So it's uh, until the introduction of sport utility vehicles. Now, this is interesting. In the okay. 1990s, made the popularity of minivans plunge. Currently, just uh, Toyota, Honda, Kia, and Chrysler make minivans. But they're trying a different approach to boost the popularity of them, which are now being called, they have a new name, yeah. Okay. multi-purpose vehicles. Uh. Uh. MPVs. MPVs. Okay. okay, MPVs works, and multi-purpose vehicles a little too wordy. Multi-purpose vehicle, by the way, sounds more like a... a military. 
or or I was thinking like construction vehicle yes, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like a know? work van yeah, yeah, or yeah. a work truck. Uh-huh. So we had the Honda Odyssey. We got it after I believe we had our third child. I loved it. I I, I enjoyed the way it drove. Uh, it was as far as you know practicality of having three children in in child seats. It was very very practical. But like it had pickup. It had everything so, that I needed. It had a little TV and DVD player in case, it. Case was that the revelation that sort of set the the, the in vehicle entertainment system. I'm talking about the DVD players and all that stuff. Yeah. Is that what made it the like besides the extra space the must have for a young family? I think so. And but and now I'm wondering because nobody plays DVDs anymore. Right. Uh, they actually things- have stage performance. <laughs> That's a good right. question. I don't know. This is Macbeth. Uh, oh, Macbeth again. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing as far as uh, piping in entertainment that way. Yeah. Uh, well, you can stream now. I know, yeah. but. Because you, we don't use it. Our, our kids are, you know, they yeah. get their phones and, and they don't need all that now. But um, I do, and that's some, it's a fun little game that I like to play when I'm driving behind one of those vehicles. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I wonder what movie they're watching right now. You know, try and figure it out. I used to out. do that, yeah. yeah. So uh, this includes, so part of the, the, the sprucing them up a bit includes giving them a sleeker, more stylish look. And introducing bells and whistles like captain's chairs, refrigerators. Refrigerators? What? You had a, you drove a car that you didn't love. I remember you telling, and it was like, um, uh, they gave it to you as you were, you were endorsing it for a stretch. Um, it was a Ford Flex. Is that what it was? I actually liked the Flex. Flex. Oh, maybe I, I, did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but they had a fridge in it. The what? Ford no. Flex? Maybe yeah. it wasn't it. I don't know. Maybe it was. That's a Duran Duran song, right? The Ford Flex? No, that's the Reflex. Oh. Uh, refrigerators, 20-inch wheels, and the latest safety tech, and big screens, bigger screens. Car and driver, senior editor, Ezra Dreyer. And his wife were convinced to switch to a minivan uh, by the Chrysler Pacifica. And he told ABC News that he thinks the shortage of Pacificas in showrooms may be a sign of minivans experiencing a comeback. So I think, so this is not new, the refrigerators, because they've been in the console. I think, Preston, you did have a vehicle. Oh, yeah. Where, is, okay. Yeah, so what we're looking at is under the armrest is a refrigerated receptacle for, like, cans of soda and things like that. Yeah. It's so, like a, where a center console where you would keep change and... right. Uh, sunglasses and things like that. Now you that. can refrigerate your change. But now it's uh, now you have your sunglasses. You nice, nice cold. It's very cold. You yeah. put them on and then they condense and you can't see anything. The condensation forms on it. Put in cans of beer, soda. <laughs> anything you want. Keep cold, Tommy. Uh, so, yeah, they're working on kind of rehashing minivans and trying to make them cold. They, they had stated that uh, from uh, Car and Driver, they said that uh, minivans are undercover cool. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there could mm. be a bigger future for minivans than there is right now. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're cool or undercover no, cool. They but, don't look cool. But they're good vehicles. I'm telling you, the one that I hopped in a vehicle with you and your wife uh, a few weeks ago, and I was like, this is a nice car. Yeah, the Pacifica. <laughs> yeah. It's solid. Yeah. They're better now, so, though, man. I, I, when I, my parents had a series of them. The Dodge Caravan was a pretty good car, but then they got like a Ford Aerostar, e- and that had like, uh, I think... 12 or 13 horsepower, and uh, right. it's just with, like they just had no... I mean, you could cart around seven or eight people with right. in comfort, but you couldn't really go anywhere. So but. despite the obvious uh, recent horrible news story, um, the um, van life sort of existence, a lot of yeah. companies are coming out with their pre-modified van-like like, vehicles. Yeah. Live-in yeah. van? Like live-in van. Okay. So I like and that's going to be a big thing. I, it's, I, that idea is uh, intriguing to me. Yes. Me too. Yeah. Me too. How long do you think it would remain intriguing? <laughs> Three months. I don't know. So yeah. we saw, Rochelle, speaking of like the um, uh, the RV life, you know, right. going, going to a next level a with next it. level. And, and I said, Rochelle, you know, I saw one going down the road and I was like, you ever see us doing that? She's like, hell no. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of don't either. Although we saw one 
that was so decked out it was ridiculous. It wasn't full bus size, but it was towing behind it a Jeep with kayaks on it and, and bikes on the back. And I'm like, okay. That I can see. If you can go park your RV, and then you got your vehicle to go tool around in, yeah. and, and all the toys to go along with it, that I can see. That's but a, just yeah. living the, the full-on RV or van life, I don't so, think I could be that nomadic or be stuck at a campground with people that I realize I don't like. Oh, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> the the RVs, I mean, the, the van stuff now has the extending, um, they showed some of the, I think Mercedes has one that is extending roof Ooh, for yeah. a second, you know. Yeah, you stand yes, fully, abs- fully yes. upward and, uh, okay. Yeah, anything above a Sprinter um, or even like there's uh, Mercedes things that you're talking right, about. Right, right. I wouldn't feel comfortable driving and I sure as hell wouldn't feel comfortable towing a car behind an RV. I just, well, I couldn't do that. But I, so I wouldn't mind being confined to it, like what the van life people are doing. Something like that, to me, I would do in a heartbeat. Okay. Yeah. Huh. What, uh, do you guys, what do you guys think about Airstreams? Because I think they're cool. And I've never no, even cool. been inside of one. To I be like honest, the, the yeah. small toe ones, you know, like the yeah. silver ones. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're really cool. I'd love to get one of those. Okay. You know, and uh, uh, our buddy over at uh, the, the outfits you guys every year for Camp Out for Hunger. Oh, uh, White Horse RV. Yeah, oh, they, he's amazing. They yeah. sell some and they're, they're awesome. And, and, you know, I think it's it's one of those things where, like, it's it becomes its own little vacation. You know, I right? would drive that right to the hotel I'm staying at. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's to me, Steve. Like the idea of it really is appealing. The practicality of it, after a few months, I think would wear thin after a Listen, while. Listen, if you're if you're going to rent something like that and go go and there's a specific place that oh. makes sense to you, then I think it'd be great because the amenities that are available in these things yeah. are incredible. I did it last year for um, you know when travel restrictions were in place, yeah. and and so my my son and I drove to Maine and back in an RV. We rented an RV and it was awesome, and it was the perfect size for two people. If my girlfriend had come with us, it would have been a little more crowded. But for two people, doing a, um, five or six days on the road was awesome. Yeah, and by the way, our friends uh, that do the van life are uh, Jess and Mike. If you want to watch videos of really good-looking people taking showers outside, mm-hmm. uh, you can follow them on Instagram because uh, they are super good-looking and very, very nice. Oh, uh, they've made it their business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jess uh, messaged me the other day. They're going to be back uh, around the time for Camp Out for Hunger. They're going to try and swing okay. by, and um, she's got a new business. It's called Seeker, and they're going to make a donation on behalf of her business to uh, Camp Out for Hunger. They're that's great. good people and uh, generous as well. Love they, hearing they that. They do chicken right. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Maybe. I noticed something else. Um... I never saw the movie Hotel Rwanda. Did I guys, did. Was it good? It's powerful. Yeah. So on Monday, uh, a Rwandan court found Paul uh, Rosesa Bigna, Bagna, I, Bagina. Paul. Paul. Yeah. Uh, the one-time hotel manager portrayed in that movie, uh, they found him guilty of being a part of a group of res- uh, that was responsible for terrorist attacks. Did you see oh, this? Oh, no, I did not. So That's judges, very disheartening. Yeah, totally. Judges were still going through a number of... Other accusations against him and 20 other defendants during a lengthy reading of a verdict. Uh, they were expected to pronounce a uh, sentence later, uh, I guess, this week. Um, uh, Paul was uh, uh, had who was uh, feted around uh, the world after being portrayed by Don Cheadle in the movie Hotel Rwanda as a vocal critic of President Paul uh, Kagame. Uh, he has denied all charges and said that uh, he was kidnapped from, his, from Dubai this year and put on trial. His supporters called uh, the trial a sham and proof of... Kagame's ruthless treatment of political opponents. No. So I guess this guy's a, a corrupt uh, politician. Well, I, I don't for, know. Listen, there's so much deep corrupt. You you cannot. So in all these cases, you can't believe on first, uh, you know, news uh, anything you're hearing. It, the, the the corruption is so deeply rooted. 
It's unbelievable. The yeah. movie, though, is, is is quite amazing. Yeah, he had apparently, in the in the film, it's, he's depicted as uh, risking his life to shelter hundreds of people as manager of a luxury hotel in the Rwandan capital uh, during the 100-day genocide uh, when Hutu ethnic extremists killed more than 800,000 uh, uh, Tutsis and yeah. moderate Hutus. Uh, wow. Okay. And by the way, he was, uh, so Cheetah was nominated for an Oscar and, uh, uh, Paul, the guy, cause I, I can't say his last name. It's too long. Uh, received the medal of freedom, uh, from, uh, George W. Bush in 2005. Yeah. So, uh, he's a hero in our country. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I just thought that was, uh, a pretty interesting, uh, news story. Do we have to wrap up there, Casey? You can do another short one if you got oh, one. Oh man, let me see here. Uh, what you got? Okay. Yep. I got a short one. I did notice this. Quick short stories too. Uh, this is a uh, um, one that we love. I'll never get there because it's in China. But Universal Studios opened its first theme park in China on Monday. Universal Studios Beijing opened under uh, COVID restrictions, uh, and apparently, uh, represented at the theme parks are Universal's Jurassic Park, Kung Fu Panda, and the Harry Potter franchises, which are mm-hmm. fantastic. Unbelievable. And uh, Minions from uh, Despicable Me. It's the fifth theme park worldwide for Universal Studios. I don't know where the other ones are, because we have, they have Florida and California, and now China, and I don't know where the other two... Uh, Is there one Antarctica. Is there one in Japan? I don't know. I thought know. there was. Oh, Universal Studios Antarctica? <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I did not know that. No, I've, I have no idea uh, where they all are. It was... So amazing to go because I, I had not traveled a lot, uh, you know, prior. This is all prior to the pandemic starting. But uh, my my response to anyone who says, oh, it's, you know, it, uh, it's kind of a kid's thing. or what? No, you will go. You will you will love every freaking second of it. Mm-hmm. They do it up right there. Yeah. Most definitely. So if you're on your way to China, swing by yeah. uh, Universal Studios. <laughs> Absolutely. Make your reservations now. All right, that's all. I've, I'm done noticing. You can't make me notice anymore. He's totally yeah. spent. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I did notice earlier was the fact that our friends from Primo Hoagies are here, and they brought by the Pilgrim, which is back at Primo. So it's turkey stuffing, cranberry sauce, mayo. It's uh, on Primo's award-winning seeded bread. Ooh. PrimoHoagies.com for your nearest location. It's not just a hoagie, it's a Primo. And we'll take the 16th caller and we will give you a $50 Primo Hoagies gift card. How about that? Uh, We'll come back in a moment. When we return, we're going to have comedian Daniel Sloss on the show. Stay there. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. You just won yourself five hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, you got it. <laughs> right, I do got it. Huh. Even hours, weekdays from eight a.m. till eight p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to four five nine one one. Or if you enter it at wmmr.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10,000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Visit Horizonservices.com. 93.3 WMMR. Thank you so much. Everything that rocks your wallet. Our our next guest is going to be at the Miriam Theater uh, October 16th. There are tickets available as we speak for this show. And I think it's the first time we've done a Zoom from Scotland. Yeah, I'm Uh, digging this. So he is coming to us live from there. Please welcome Mr. Daniel Sloss. Good morning, Daniel. We can't Uh, hear him. Hang on a second. 
you muted yourself again, I think, maybe. He was muted a moment ago. Oh, we we will get him. We oh, see him. He's, uh, He's there. You, Casey. He's waiting. Says Daniel. Oh. It should be Dan. There I mean, we go. Hey! We got Daniel Sloss, good morning. Uh, good morning, man. Sorry about that. It's all very complicated on this end, I assure you. It's nothing to do with my stupidity and just, uh, <laughs> just the machine. So. <laughs> it is. Listen, it's it's uh, it's tough, but we are thrilled to be talking to someone directly from Scotland. We know that you're up. That's good. Yep. And yeah. how is how is everything in Scotland? It's it's good, man. Like we we opened up uh, two weeks after England did. Like everything England did, we just treated them like a big social experiment. <laughs> yeah. And then so we're like, okay, they're going to go out first. We'll see how that works out. And if a bunch of them die, maybe we'll not. <laughs> do it. So. Very grateful for their sacrifice. <laughs> Whether they knew they were making it or not. Uh, but that's, yeah. <laughs> it's good, though. I mean, obviously, for what you do and getting out and, and about and, and uh, getting to go on tour. But I want to talk to you uh, about your, your history with... Uh, I love... My wife and I, one of the best vacations we ever took was to Scotland. Love the whole area. And, and we were in Edinburgh around the time of the Fringe um, oh, great. Which is so awesome. And that figures prominently in your rise up to stand-up comedy and everything, correct? Yeah, man. Like I, So I started going to the Fringe since I was like maybe about seven or eight years old because my dad would just get bored of me and sort of leave me in the centre of town <laughs> with uh, five pounds in my pocket. And then I could go watch the street performers. And then at night, we'd go watch uh, comedy together. Because, like, I mean... Edinburgh's a, it's a smallish city, but the population of it doubles during August. Mm. Uh, there's about a thousand shows on a day. The only thing that sells more tickets than the Fringe worldwide is either the Olympics or the, the, the World Cup. It's so fascinating because you're, just as you described it, but you don't, uh, you don't feel like you're, you're just jammed in there because there's, you'll walk down a street and there'll be a stand up comedian on, on one corner, you know, in, in the middle of the afternoon doing a thing and then there's a juggling. There's, it's all going on. But you, you like, uh, like the cream rose to the top when you started performing, you became the, 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 uh, the must see. And what age did you start to crack the fringe and, and become that popular? You're like 17, 18? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I did my first uh, ever like double header show with another comedian when I was about seventeen, and then I did my first solo show in like a broom closet upstairs. And I like for the rest of the year it was a university room, but <laughs> for for August it was just me entertaining sixty to sixty five people. Um, I think it's just because like uh, Scotland, Scotland's a very small but proud nation, so we're very proud of our own. So it didn't matter what part of uh, Scotland I came from. Everyone in Scotland was like, "All right, we'll go support him because there's too many English comedians on everywhere else." But that, but that, that it, it, it just impressed me. It was just very, very cool that everyone was sort of, you know, you weren't getting. Uh, I didn't see anybody being chastised or or, or or treated like crap or heckled. Everyone was sort of like, "Hey, you know, have at it. Let's make this a, a big, cool gathering." And uh, and and so, but from there, you end up performing on uh, was it the West End. And you were 19 years old. You had your own solo show. Wow. That's a big jump. Yeah. I mean, the West End in London, not New York one. Not, right. not yet. But, but yeah. It's still, and, still and good. It was, yeah, it's good. Yeah. But, like, there's many parts of the West End. There's, like, oh, there's the West End where all the musicals are. And it's to 1,500 people. And right. then I was still technically in the West End. Like, my, <laughs> oh. left, my left foot was in there. And I, I was see. like, 
Castillo. <laughs> you were on the east side of the West End. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was doing half and half. I was doing, the stage was split directly down the middle. Well, for 19 still to be cultivating a, a career, you know, uh, uh, is uh, of that import is still pretty amazing. Uh, what, yes, what, but, uh, but only only if you forget the fact that I'm Scottish and our life expectancy is like 50. <laughs> oh, so I'm oh, middle age, like I've o- I've overachieved oh, already. No, okay. uh, all right, so uh, you're you're being humble here, but I'm I, I when I hear that I think of like a Bo Burnham, right? When he was doing these things, he was 19, 20, yeah. 21 years yeah. old, and so. Yeah. The bottom line is this, like the cream rises to the top. And so, it, you know, you can be as humble as you want. But if the if the content and, and the, the talent isn't there, then you're you're not going to be performing at the West End, even if it's at the comedy end of the West End. Yeah, we, we no, saw no. we saw what they did I, to Braveheart. I mean, you know, it can be a, <laughs> oh, to man, the most historically inaccurate movie of, of course. all time. Yeah. So, like, yeah. an anti-Semitic Australian man who's playing a six-foot-four warrior. You're like, that's this wrong. So, they, <laughs> so there were some inaccuracies, is what you're saying. Yeah, well, I mean, at no point, I don't remember ever being told that William Wallace didn't like the Jews. That was definitely no. That was only in the movie versions of that. The Battle of Stirling Bridge actually involved a bridge that was crucial to our victory over the English. Yeah. Um, and he was six foot. He was six foot seven. William Wallace oh in real God. life. Oh. He had a sword that was seven feet long, and that's like two Mel Gibsons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, I wanted to ask about this and your uh, your uh, relationship with all of these breakups that have happened, of people questioning uh, their relationships, and this thing called jigsaw. Because I've only read a little bit about it, and I want to find out what this what this whole thing is about. Uh, so when I was about 24, 25, I was in a very, very bad relationship, uh, as we're all prone to do at some point in our lives. And I got out of it, thankfully. And I was sort of, uh, it was a, it was like a borderline abusive relationship. Huh? It was a, a very toxic one. And uh, I just wrote a show afterwards about like the palpable relief I felt about being out of it and how I hate the fact that like for so much of our lives, we feel pressured to be in relationships because of like, you know, Disney and TV and everything that just says all life has to end in love. So I kind of tried to write a love letter to single people saying, hey, like, it's okay. Like, I, I was in a relationship and I can assure you it wasn't better than being single. <laughs> Sometimes it's, you know, better to just be alone for a bit. And um, it was it's based on an analogy that my dad had told me when I was young that stuck in my head. And it was an analogy I told to friends of mine. And when I told it to my friends, they would, like, break up with their partners, like, a week later. And wow. I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, and then and then I started to do it on stage during the Edinburgh Festival. And, like, I would get tweets after the show where people would come up to me in the street and be like, hey, I broke up with my partner because of you last week. Or, you know, I saw this. And, and I started keeping, like, a tally of it. And it got up to, like, 50 or 60 or 70 or whatever. And then... Um, and then I toured it around Europe, and it got like I think up to about two hundred, maybe. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Netflix came out, <laughs> right. and like overnight, uh, everything changed. I think I had to stop counting because I could just couldn't go well, through my. The DM number that I read was one hundred and twenty thousand couples and over three hundred divorces. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's that's now that's low to what it probably is. Wow! Yeah, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. well, yeah. I've, I've had people drive like in Europe. I've had people drive across three countries with their divorce papers just to get me to autograph. <laughs> so, like, I've signed so many random divorce papers. And everyone's happy, by the way. Like, I need to clarify. I don't break up good relationships. I'm right. not, like, 
you couldn't watch it with the love of your life and then suddenly I've just destroyed it. No, it just gives people, you know, the kick up the behind that they need to get out of those less than perfect relationships. I think You're that's, doing a great thing. that's yeah. salient advice. Yeah. I, I've, I've always said this, is that uh, to the aspect of being single and being happy about it, if you can be have a good time being single and do single things and go like to a movie by yourself or whatever, you're less likely to get involved in a relationship simply because you want company, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you will and find the right person then. Yeah, yeah, and also you just, just you know, you don't. It, it takes it takes it, the world's massive. Like <laughs> most relationships end in divorce is because everyone married somebody they went to high school with. Nobody's traveled. <laughs> right. Nobody's experienced. You know the rest. What there is to offer out there. Yeah, no, it it, it is uh, it is a very very good advice. Now now, um, when you have you ever been given copies of divorce papers? Do you do you keep any as keepsakes mm. from from all of these busted up uh, relationships? No, I'd, I do always. It's the only time I ask my fans for the photo. Like, it's like they'll come up and be like, can you sign this? And I'm like, yeah, but only if I can get a photo of me doing this, just because it feels incredibly powerful. Wow. Now, I wanted to ask you, You um, so you, you have that going. You are also, um, did you appear on the, the Scottish version of Robot Wars as well? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When, when I was very young. I I always love that show, uh, and it, it's, it's the best. It, yeah, it's the best. So, how much into robotics were you? Oh, not at all, man. I am. <laughs> I am as dumb as a doorknob. Like I'm not an intelligent person. Yeah, but my dad is incredibly good with uh, robots and computers and stuff. He does it as like a hobby. So, basically, him and a bunch of his nerd friends from his work. Um, We'd meet up every Saturday and just start building a robot in their basement because they loved the show in the UK. And then uh, and then they entered it onto the show and they got through to like the finals and stuff. And I was 10 years old and I loved the show and I was desperate for attention. I was like, I'll come on too. And then, and then we got beat and I think I cried on national television. I think that was the first time I was on TV and it didn't go well. Oh, all right. Daniel, what does what your dad or, or do or, or did he do for a living? Mm. Uh, he does. He's, he's a computer programmer. Okay. Um, what, that's... Uh, what did he think about you pursuing comedy as a career? Oh, he was thrilled. He was thr- thrilled to begin with because when, like, he's always been a massive nerd. Like, he got right. a computer when he was 10 years old. He learned how to program it himself. And I, I was his first son, so I think he was expecting me to turn out to be a nerd. But then I really liked sports. I was really into, like, uh, football, soccer. Right. Uh, uh, and, like, going outside and playing. And he was trying to force comic books on me. So it was, like, the opposite relationship that you're used to. Yeah. He's like, come on, come on, stay inside. Be a dweeb. Come on. Yeah. And, yeah, that's that. But, that's, but you, you, you are, you still retain, I know you're a gamer, right? You are. Uh, I do. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, are, you, uh, are you, is it an unhealthy level of gaming that you're doing? Or do you, can you meter and mitigate it a bit? Well, it became unhealthy during all of the lockdowns. But oh. then again, nothing, no, nobody did anything healthy <laughs> right, during right. those times. Nothing counts. Um, so, like, I mean, so he got me into computer games eventually. But my, my my parents are huge comedy fans. Like when before they even conceived me, when they were going on date nights, they would go to a comedy club in London, uh-huh. which was hosted by comedians that are still going to this day. So, I, I watched comedy since I was five years old with my parents. So it's, when I started doing comedy, my parents were like, I mean, they they were both like, you you need to get into 
to university. Like this can't be your main focus, but you can, you know, certainly give it a go for a while and let's see what happens. Having the encouragement does make a difference. Both my, my mother and father, when I was there, I, stu- I, I always knew I wanted to make my living somehow attached to, to comedy in some way. And unfortunately, and, and I've, I've been able to do that. But, uh, you know, I... I like streaming up stream, if you were catching all sorts of guff, your parents would be a nightmare. The fact that you were encouraged uh, is great. I wanted to. Ask- it was awkward. It, like I mean, yeah. you got my parents. Would, my parents would. I couldn't drive for the first two years of my career, so my parents <laughs> would. My parents would drive me to wow. a comedy club. My, my mom bought me a fake ID <laughs> so I could get into some comedy clubs. Oh my god! And then, That's crazy. And then they would watch me do ten minutes of material about what seventeen-year-olds do in the privacy of their own bedroom. Oh my god! And, and then they would drive me home, and I would. They were like, "Well, that went well." I'm like, "Well, this is the most awkward situation." <laughs> Good for them, man. Good for them that they stuck it out. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's Daniel Sloss. He's going to be at the Miriam Theater coming up in October. And Daniel, you said uh, you're you're a fan of football. We're, we're talking about uh, soccer. Sorry. And uh, yeah. so I also I saw that you follow uh, Chelsea. And Thanks. I wasn't sure if you knew this or not, but uh, Christian uh, Polisic is from this yep. area. So, Ozzy Philly. Yeah. yeah. So, well, he's from Hershey, but uh, we had, we've adopted him. So he's like two hours outside of Philadelphia. But yeah, he's from our area. So maybe ah, uh, when you a... get here, you can go and, and travel through the hills of Hershey and see where he grew up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just go sniff the grass he used to walk on. <laughs> <laughs> Be a religious experience. Um, we've become enamored with uh, the show Ted Lasso. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that or not. But oh, it's so good. I haven't I haven't seen any of uh, season two yet. But oh. like, I wasn't expecting. And that, no offense to you guys, but I wasn't expecting an American-made TV show about soccer to be any good because you don't know anything about <laughs> soccer. Yeah. But it's really good, man. Like it's, it's. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it was just so like refreshingly nice. Yes, like it's just such a happy show, and it's oh. just a real. It's nice for your soul. Mm-hmm. That's something that blows us away. Is that there's still some, and, and the, I think the LA Times had a. Had a a criticism of it that it's going to be the downfall. I'm like, this is exactly the sh- what the show is predicated on: a Frank Capra esque look at at people, and and people are responding, and and still the the innate curmudgeons can't get it. I don't understand yeah. it, you know. But but it yeah. is it is cool. That's a stark minority though. It's got to be right, yeah. right. Which I and so you say Americans, we don't know about soccer, and and okay, I I believe that. But I one of the my favorite lines in that first season was when Roy. Talks about how he, you know, God forbid, ha- would have to play in America, yes. and then and, and, and then he says yeah. and dominate. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but so, it's it's opening up that world a little bit more, I think, to audiences who may not be all that familiar. With I, I hope so, man. I was yeah. in um, the the last World Cup that uh, the U.S. were in when you guys did really really well. Like I was, I was so excited because I was in L.A. at the time, and it was the first time I had ever seen him. Because when, when Americans are sports fans, you're very good sports fans. Like you've got no shame. Yeah. You love your team wholeheartedly yeah. you take your shirt off you get into it like we would love you to really get into it yeah. it's it's happening i think for you know we've talked about this for years that that this was the this is the default sport that parents drive their kids to go practice and all that stuff but they have it, it happens at school but i think that so we have a great uh you know soccer team here the union in in, in philadelphia and 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 it's 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 catching on obviously you have ryan reynolds and uh, rob mcclehenny uh, you know, have, yeah. have uh, purchased a team together, and then you have Ted Lasso. I think it's a great confluence of events that actually is going to take it to its next level. Do you yeah. feel that as well? 
Yeah, and also, like, you guys, I mean, like, you guys should be phenomenal at football. And I think you're only a few years away from uh, being... Uh, near the top as long as you sort of because you've got the you're very good at, at youth systems in sports you're very good at encouraging people to get you're a sports nation so it's right. just well, surprising that you've just not you know dominated well you got through to the I think the quarters in the last one yeah which and, is up. and the men are, are certainly on the rise but um, the women are usually the best oh, in yeah. the world so it's it's funny to see the women do as well as they do and dominate in in World Cup for women uh, but the men not quite make it to that level but uh, you know don't don't discount what the women are able to accomplish in this country. Man, I mean, the most one of the, arguably one of the most successful sporting teams. It's it's uh, although to be I no I know if I'd see again, but I did, I did enjoy <laughs> Canada. Knocking, I, I did enjoy Canada knocking you out of the Olympics. Yeah, 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 that was just nice because you're just so good. It was like it was like watching a god stub its toe. It's, nice. it's, it's like nice watching it, it's like watching any country beat Brazil. You know, in in yeah. men's soccer, it's like. Yes. Oh, no, no, you best. meant to say England. To England. <laughs> yes, Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you a question, Daniel, about um, uh, the Scots accent, which I, I personally find, I've, I've told this on the show many times, yeah. and I find it to be, as far as a woman goes, the most sexy accent I hear is a Scots accent, personally. Um, and I'm curious as to where you get the most mileage out of your accent around the world. I'm guessing it's here in America as far as being yeah, able to, yeah. to make it well, work for Of you. course, yeah. I, the Irish and Scottish accent always works in America because every American will be like, oh, my ancestors are Scottish. And you're like, I know, that's why you're white. <laughs> Do you I don't get- know if you know your own history. You didn't start off this color. Yeah. <laughs> we needed to lighten up for the northern yeah. language. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Are you single, uh, or are, can you put that to use, or is it? Uh... No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big old hypocrite. I'm engaged. Oh, oh. Wow. well, that's how good. are those plans coming? Well, I mean, look, I proposed during lockdown because there was nothing else to do. <laughs> right, uh, it just seemed like a nice thing to do, and all the days were blending into one. Um, <laughs> So no no my I, I, my thing was like if you could, if you if you were in lockdown every single day with the person uh, with someone that you're with and you don't have an argument and you really get on well and it's in this intense high pressure if you can get through that and it's great I was like well that's it that's what I'm looking for for the rest of my life and I'm I'm very lucky that she happens to love me as well and she's very beautiful and smart and all the things that you're meant to say. <laughs> Daniel, you mentioned spending time in Los Angeles, and I think when foreigners think about this country, a lot of the time they think about L.A. or New York or, or even D.C., but I'm curious as to, from, from your perspective, what are your favorite parts of the United States that aren't L.A., New York, or D.C.? Oh, hey, 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 I'll, I'll tell you straight. Can I swear on the show? No. Uh, Depends. Damn what, hell. Uh, oh, yeah, crap. Right, okay. Yeah, the ones right, well, in, this, in that case, make the translation yourself. L.A. is a poo hole. <laughs> an absolute yeah. poo hole. It's a soulless poo hole filled with with fannies and, <laughs> and jerks and bozos. I do not... I go to L.A. because my friends live in L.A. But oh. when that earthquake happens, good riddance. Let's say bye forever. Wow. Like, it's... it's um, my favorite parts are like the middle and the south. I like New York a lot. I yeah. like New York. Uh, I like the uh, southern parts. The, the parts that just feel so 
American because you are just so American. Such a stereotype of yourselves. I don't know if you understand how American you all are. <laughs> the rest of the world were quite reserved. Like I, I know I sound very Scottish to you, but I don't have a blue painted on my face. I'm not drinking whiskey right now. I'm not wearing a kilt down here. But like in America, you're all so American. <laughs> we'll take that. You, wake yeah. up, you have a cup of Joe. You sing the national anthem. You punch an eagle. <laughs> That's it. I've only punched like three eagles in my life. I I overheard you were listening. Was it was it Dan you were listening to talking about cursing in the United States and all that? So you can't say these certain curse words. And you you had a routine where you were just going on about come on people, and you were (laughs) we are the worst cursers there are. Yet we just don't aren't allowed to do it in open. You know. (laughs) It's it's I, I, it's very weird that like the you know the Americans don't enjoy swearing. It's the only place I go to where swearing is such a big problem sometimes. Mm. Right? It's you know I I'm doing my radio voice uh, yeah. right now, but I've been swearing since I could talk. Like <laughs> it's just it's a it's a way to express yourself. It adds to the. Adds to the language, and also I, I like when Americans try to swear. And I don't mean this to sound condescending, but it will sound condescending. But every time an American swears to me, it's like a puppy barking. You're like, oh, you're, you're trying to do the aggressive noise that you've seen other dogs do, but it doesn't sound the same. There's no impact behind it. It's funny because we we have like in my, in my house, my father always spoke the king's English, but mixed it with the most vile stuff is all boys so we yeah. would, we learned that but uh, if you really want to hear it i think uh, are you familiar with the show the boys uh, yes, yeah, yes. so so Carl Urban, you drops the c word like 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 nobody's it. business yep. and that's what you know and that to me i think that's that's replaced mother effer as the most aggressive curse that you can do. Yeah, it really and, cuts through. It cuts through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an attention getter. <laughs> Although I yeah, do... And, and, but it's, it's, it's the thing so many Americans don't understand. It's like, like the reason these words have power is because yeah. you continue to give them power. <laughs> yeah. okay. Like, if you okay. guys didn't react that much to that word, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. Uh. Like, part of the fun is watching you all go, oh, clutching your pearls and then fainting onto a couch. <laughs> <laughs> Think of, like, a four-letter, one-syllable word. It's the closest I've ever felt to being a magician. I do, I do think... Of rage. I do think the word twat needs to be thrown around a well, little Well, you're more. saying it wrong, oh, apparently, to right, him. Twat. I, I, thank you very much. Twat. It's not twat. And this is a public service <laughs> announcement from behalf of your brothers and sisters across the ocean. Twat is not a swear word. Twat is a rejected Teletubby. It is twat. It rhymes twat. with hat. It runs uh, with cat. Twat. Twat. Well, we, we have been a fan of... We've been trying to bring the word pud back as... Pud. Are you familiar with pud? Do you use pud? Pud? Pud. Yeah. P-U-D. It's very benign. I said short for pudding? Uh, <laughs> it's a penis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Pulling your pud. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. pud. It's, it's a penis? Yeah. 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 P-U-D. Yeah. yeah. So it, it maybe hasn't made it across its way yet, but we'll we'll try to export it to you if we can. Okay. Yeah. And, and Pud gets by on the radio sensors, does it? Yeah. It, yeah. It's funny because we always hearken back to this, and it is a fact. There was really no concise, written-down list of words that you couldn't say 
on broad. Now it's gotten very lenient now at certain times of the day and so on and so forth. But it was George Carlin who actually immortalized that well, collection of words. In, in a technical sense, nothing is really illegal unless somebody complains about That's it. That's true. It, yeah. it, it, you can say all you want, but if you get certain complaints, uh, yeah. then then it can be technically you can be fined for certain things. So, but uh, mm-hmm. hey, uh, Daniel, you are so you're going to be here in Philly on the 16th, and you have a book coming out on the 12th. I yes. love the title of your book. Can you can you tell everybody what the title is? Yes, it's a it's a it's a self help positive book uh, about relationships, uh, and it's called "Everyone You Hate Is Going to Die." <laughs> it's true. <laughs> true. It's true. Yes. Yeah. That's not and, a, that yeah. should bring you solace, right? Yeah. Man, it cheers me up every day. It's the first thing I think of. I wake up. I remember who I hate. I know they're going to die. Let's get out of bed. I love that line of thinking. It's, I've I've often advised people when they say, "Oh, this guy's such an a hole," and I I would always say, "But th- their sentence has already been passed." They are encased in themselves. So you, yeah. you... The, only, the only reason I want to live long isn't for health reasons. It's so I can watch all my enemies die. <laughs> that's, that's the real reason I go to the gym and occasionally eat a salad. It's just to make sure I outlive them and I get to experience the glory. I, I love that. I wanted to ask you, you, you have a couple of tattoos, and I want to ask if they mean any. You have Nicholas, uh, Nikola Tesla, right? Yeah, I got Nikola Tesla on my, I think my, my right shoulder. And then you have look at these. the Joker as yeah. well. Yeah, I got the Joker on my back, and that's because, and that was before the movie came out. Like I was a fan of the Joker, like back in like two thousand and, I think I got that tattoo when I was about twenty, so two thousand and ten, and that's because in the in the in the, one of the best Joker gra- graphic novels, The Killing Joke by Alan. Oh, Moore. it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. In that, the Joker was a stand-up comedian before he became the Joker, and I think that says a lot about comedians that we're all just one bad day away from being a mass murderer. So it, it, it really resonated with me. So you're a big Batman fan? Because I am as well. I'm a huge, massive, huge comic book massive fan. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We've we've um, we've been in a good place that we've become sort of a, a friends with Zack Snyder and uh, and uh, oh sweet, yeah, and uh, also uh, Michael Giacchino who's scoring the new the Batman, the Matt Reeves movie as mm-hmm. well. Oh, so it's, it's like the greatest days of our lives are these days currently where all, all these different riffs on Batman are occurring and the Joker and all that stuff. It's just great. Oh, it's so good, man. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that me and my dad, after years and years of him trying to get me into comic books, that we both get to share, share this part of, <laughs> uh, of movie culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we finally we we've, we've said a while we're living in the greatest time just because of the superhero movies. Uh, yeah, and they can absolutely. Make it. it's, it's so good, and 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 it's also now like they're still taking very interesting leaps. Like I don't know if you watched uh, Invincible on Amazon. I've heard it's great. I've heard oh, it's great. Oh man, it's 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 so brilliantly good, and it's like it's an man, it's an adult cartoon. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now I wouldn't let anyone under the age of fifteen watch it because <laughs> it's very dark. It's it's very violent, but it's they didn't they didn't tone it down because it was Grant Morrison, and they easily could have you know taken away right. all the stuff that makes his his uh, so very. Oh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Grant. It was Robert Kirkman. I'm talking. Nonsense. The guy that wrote The Walking Dead. Uh, so he's very, very good at violence and stuff, and they never took it out. And it's got a brilliant cast, and it's uh, animated beautifully. And I really hope it encourages more networks to do more live-action cartoons instead of, you know, just making it all real. It's a bit like The Boys in, in Attitude, right? 
Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mark, if, you, if you like the boys, you will love Invincible. On Amazon. I just wrote that yeah. down. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. For sure. So, um, so you had mentioned Walking Dead. I, I don't know if you're a fan of that. Uh, well, a I'm comic more... series or b the TV show. I, I was fan. I, I, I'm a fan of both the TV show and the graphic novels for the first seventy five percent. and then they just and then they just wouldn't stop making them. So, here's the deal. I wanted to jump in here. All right, go ahead, because I I I want to I want to check a point with you, but go ahead, Casey. All right, so I've been watching the uh, the the Walking Dead. I'm I'm up to date. I've watched every single episode, and I have to tell you, I was so surprised this past Sunday. It might have been the scariest episode I've ever seen, and it was really so, yes. It was so well done. It was Steve. It was like a horror movie, um, and I don't want to give anything away. But they they ran two episodes on Sunday night. So the the second episode, the last episode, I actually and I'm kind of a puss when it comes to watching yes, horror movies. So that's I, true. I, I, there were a lot of times where I had my hands over my <laughs> my eyes when I was watching yeah. it. It was that good. I thought okay. it was so well done because one of the characters in the show is uh, is she's deaf, and so. You're watching everything from her perspective. You can't hear anything. So everything that you're seeing is on the screen. Uh, it's really, really well done. So I bet, I bet a quiet, like the, a quiet, a quiet place. place. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking as, as well. Yeah, we, Preston and I have, con- have the, the, the point of contention about what uh, The Walking Dead, and I love it. I think it's great. And I, yeah. read, I read the first couple of uh, you know graphic novels or whatever they, they put into the collections. Once Negan, once they net, let Negan live, I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Yes. Dude, you, 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 you've got to be kidding me. Hey. What, 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 ha- what do you need to do to establish that you're a sociopath? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's no, it's nice. He named his baseball bat after his dead girlfriend. That's a nice thing. Yeah. He had a heart after oh, all. There you go. He used it to cave people's heads in. There are many oh. layers to that onion. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the, the one that always annoyed me, I, I like because I loved the TV series for so long. I thought Daryl was such an excellent uh, addition. I think Norman Reedus is right. a phenomenal actor. I'm glad he's been introduced to the the world. But when they did like the spin-off series, like the the other the Walking Dead one, Fear the Walking. I couldn't watch any of them because I cannot watch any zombie movie or TV show where people in it don't know what zombies are. <laughs> like, it's the most annoying trope yeah. when there's just a zombie and it's walking towards you and it's got, like, organs hanging its out of its mouth. And the neighbor's like, oh, look, Steve. Steve's being all weird. Let's go close to him. Steve, why, why is your wife's eyeballs in your mouth? What's going on? Oh, God, he bit me. And you're like, oh, my God, it's a zombie. Uh, right, right. Some pop culture show has seeped through. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, listen, Daniel, we could talk to you for hours, my friend. Unfortunately, we got to wrap, but you're going to be in town October 16th. I just want to remind people the Miriam Theater uh, is where Daniel's going to be. Tickets are available at uh, danielsloss.com, and I'm sure there's local outlets you can get them through, too. We'll make sure that we post that information uh, on our website. But, man, you're, you're great. We love you. Thank you so much for coming Thanks so on much for having me, guys. Anytime. Have a good one. Thank you, Daniel Sloss. Yay! Oh, my God, he's great. He is. Excellent. A lot of fun. Uh, all right, we are going to take ourselves a break, and as we do that very thing, uh, I'm going to give away some love from our friends at Primo Hoagies. Yes, mm. uh, they give us $50 gift cards, and they also brought in a bunch of the Pilgrims uh, that they have. The Pilgrim Hoagie is back, so caller 18, we'll set you up with a $50 gift card, 215-263-WMMR, and don't forget, it's turkey stuffing, cranberry sauce. The Pilgrim is back at Primo Hoagies. Pick one up today at your neighborhood Primo's. Locations at primohogies.com, such as Hoagie Primo. And thank you 
uh, to Jay and Stacy from the Ardmore location uh, for getting up early and making that food for us this morning. We'll be back in just a moment. The Bizarre File is up next. Hey, and so is the MMR Money Clips. MMR spotlights the best rock with Jackson's local shops. That's right, and this month's artist is Foxtrot and the Get Down. See him live at the MMR BQ. Foxtrot and the Get Down, your local shots artist of the month. Check him out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. All right, how about we get some stories in the bizarre file? Oh, wait. Wait, what? Yeah, you need to switch that around. It's not time yet. Casey has the... Uh, my uh, money clip intro ready to go, but we don't do that. We do this first. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by the Craft Beer Trail of Greater Philadelphia, covering five counties with over 90 breweries and 1,000 beers. Don't miss a full weekend along the Craft Beer Trail of Greater Philadelphia. Uh, you can get your fill at visitphilly.com. So skin-crawling footage has emerged showing a group of tangled green snakes slithering on a windowsill in a North Queensland Australian home. Yeah, and where is that, Preston? In Australia. Of course. And Kylie Coates couldn't believe her eyes when she made the heart-stopping discovery in her laundry. Uh, she shared a terrifying clip of her uninvited visitors to the Townsville Snake Catcher's Facebook page asking, is this a tree snake orgy? Uh, or is it, or yeah, is it an orgy going on in our laundry? A series of shocked comments slithered in, uh, with some dubbing it a nightmare, and others thought it was amazing. I mean, there's like a ton of snakes oh writhing around. But green tree, green tree snakes are actually one of the most commonly seen snakes in suburban backyards, parks, even inner city gardens, and there's nothing to fear. They have no fangs. They have no venom. Yeah. In fact, they're actually quite shy and are very reluctant to bite. Uh, they just rather slither away. Uh, anybody who finds a snake should leave it alone, keep calm, and move away from the area, and call a professional to help move it. But she had a whole oh, yeah. tribe of them in her. Uh, probably about fifty room. other things in her house right now that can kill her. Anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. A uh, police officer caught a one-month-old baby drop from a second-floor balcony in Jersey City on Saturday morning. Jersey City police responded to a call of a child in danger and found a man threatening to throw the baby from the second story of the building. Oh boy! Yeah. So officers set up a perimeter to negotiate, uh, but eventually the man did throw the one-month-old baby from the second-story building. But F- uh, Officer Eduardo Matu- Ma- Matute caught the baby, who was not physically harmed. The baby's fine, but he That's just amazing. He snagged her out of the air, uh, which is great. Uh, the man was arrested, and the investigation is ongoing. Uh, the suspect was charged with attempted murder, aggravated assault, and endangering the welfare of a child. Uh, the baby was taken to a local hospital as a precaution was lasered, later discharged. An Italian prisoner shot fellow or shot at fellow inmates through the bars of their cell with a, bel- a weapon believed to have been smuggled in by a drone. Ah, uh, uh, they're having issues with the drones. Yeah, so... Look at what I got. I mainly hear of, uh, you know, like drugs, contraband, stuff in like a, that. In your butthole, right? But not a gun. Well, I mean, uh, I've, I've heard of a drone being used to do that, but not, not weapons before. So uh, the 28-year-old man who has links to the uh, Neapolitan Mafia fired three shots on Sunday at prisoners that he had argued with, but without injuring them. Uh, the man had gotten permission to leave his cell to have a shower, 
And once the door was open, he pulled out the gun and pointed it at a guard, forcing him to hand over his keys to the other cells, unable to open the cells of his enemies. Aha, I got it a drop on you. The inmate uh, shot through the bars instead. Uh, the man then used an illegal cell phone to call his lawyer, who advised him to turn his weapon over to the authorities in the highly security pri- high security prison. Yes, uh, Marty Singer, please. <laughs> uh, the incident was the latest in a series that have raised concerns over the poor management of Italy's cramped prisons. Yeah, I just saw something the other day. I, I don't know if it was in our area or not, but they accidentally dropped drugs into a schoolyard into, instead of a prison yard. Oh, really? Huh. Yes. Then a whole bunch of prisoners got copies of Highlights magazine. <laughs> uh, let's see. A TikTok posted Monday shows a woman calling the police on a barber because she said he cut her teenage hair son's to or her her teenage son's hair too short so she calls the police yeah what an imbecile Rob, and then puts it on tiktok Robbie Rocco no this uh, the bartender uh, did right. or, not the bartender the barber did uh, Robbie Rocco known on tiktok as Robbie the bonehead mm-hmm. uh was the barber who works at bonehead's barbershop uh he took it to tiktok on monday posting two videos to the site uh, the first of which showed the woman calling 911 outside the shop. In the video, Rocco steps out of the shop to film the woman. He said, look at this lady wasting my day. Uh, instead of a response, the woman held up her phone to show him that him, she was uh, talking to 911 and that she was speaking to the dispatcher. Mm-hmm. Into the phone, the woman asked the dispatcher, can you tell him to get away from me, please? Before God. eventually being seen walking away at the end of the clip. For a bad haircut. Yeah, Rocco. Or just a haircut. Uh, referred to the woman as a Karen. And in the second video, Rocco explains that her son came into the barbershop, requested a high and tight cut. He said the 17-year-old requested uh, the top of his head. And then I lost the other page to the story. Be cut really close, right? Well, he said, I remember from reading this that he said to use a number two right. on the guard. And the guy said, dude, that's really, really short. You know that's really short? And he uh-huh. said, yeah. And he went ahead and did it. Anyway. Are you so, sure? So the kid wanted it, and but the mom didn't like it and oh. came back and complained. Call the police. Come on. Come on, lady. You call the fire department for That's that. That's what yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> a drunken reveler with mobility problems caused over $30,000 worth of damage performing an obscene act on top of a statue. Uh, Stuart Tomlinson, this is in England, by the way, was ordered to pay uh, about $8,000 in compensation <laughs> For snapping the head off of the Footy Imp, which is a statue sponsored for charity uh, by Lincoln City Football Club. The court was shown closed-circuit television footage of the jobless father of two twice wrapping his legs around the head of the imp and simulating a sex act <laughs> as his drunken companions watched. And the fiberglass statue was beheaded on the second occasion. So he was trying to, he was doing, he's uh, simulating oral sex yeah, with he was the imp. It. Yeah. yeah, he's humping its face. All right. Tomlinson and his friend then uh, kicked the broken pieces around before leaving in a uh, to continue in an all-drinking binge, all-day drinking binge. Uh, but the magistrate said, so you have reduced mobility and a slipped disc? It's very surprising that you managed to jump up there twice. So this guy's one of those uh, insurance um, people that says scammers. he's injured yeah. and he's up there doing all kinds of things and he's gyrating uh-huh. around, clearly. And yet you're able to bang the imp. Uh, the statue was part of a trail of 30 sculptures on Lincoln High Street to be auctioned off to raise money for hospice. Uh, the court heard that Tomlinson said that he had received death threats over the incident. Uh, he admitted to criminal damage and was ordered to pay uh, over $8,000. I'm very, very sorry. In damages. <laughs> All right, one last story. Let's do another snake one. 
Uh, if you're reasonably found yourself without power, a snake could be to blame. Utility officials in North Carolina say more than 1,400 customers in Denton and the surrounding area lost electricity after a snake came into contact with equipment at a substation sparking a fire. <laughs> I wonder how often stuff like this happens. It does, because I've heard yeah. of squirrels. Remember squirrels? we had stories mm-hmm. yep, that absolutely. this has happened before? Yeah. Uh, an energy spokesperson said, this is one of the reasons that we are making electrical grid improvements in the region. Uh, the fire department did uh, said it did major damage to the substation, and customers might have power restored by a different substation uh, down the road from a different grid. And there you go. That is your bizarre file for you. All right, we got a little over three minutes uh, before we get to the uh, money clip word. But I want to thank, I believe this was Jane. It's hard to say it's a signature here. Uh, But she was uh, from, she sent us a care package from Mingle. Kathy had mentioned Mingle. Oh, yeah, Mingle mocktails. Yes, I I tried both of them, the, 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 the flavors that she sent. They're real. They're really good. Yeah, you know what I like about them? They're not too sweet. No, they're 60 calories a can, which is pretty damn good. Yeah. And like the blueberry Bellini uh, was very good. Nice. You know you're then, old when you enjoy non-alcoholic drinks. Non-alcoholic <laughs> mocktails. Uh, it's the perfect drink for when you're watching Matlock. Yeah. Uh-huh. But no, my, it was really good. My wife doesn't drink, so she likes to drink uh, mocktails. Yeah. So uh, Jane, I believe it's uh, that's her name. I can't really tell. Uh, no, it is not. Jorge. Is, is it Jamie? What? Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. J A M E. Jamie's got no. a mocktail. Does that say John? Mingle mocktail. Maybe that says John. God, wait. Why can't Jama. I remember her name? Hold on. About Mingle. Wait. Maybe it's Jama. Wait. Thank you, Jama. <laughs> Jambi. Mekaleka hi, Mekahiney ho. Are we confusing you, Kathy, by talking? Uh, We have a Laura Taylor here. I think it's Laura. Oh. I think Casey got it. Oh, that's Laura. That's an L. I thought that was a J. Oh, well, (laughs) thank thank you, Laura. Thank you, Laura. That was. Or Jora. Very nice of you. Or Jola. Laura Taylor, yes. Casey is correct. Jama. Jama. Call her any one of those names today, (laughs) if you will. You know, I haven't had any alcohol since Labor Day. uh, Really? And I don't plan to. So um, I did take some of these home yesterday, and I'm excited to try them. Are you okay? Uh, No, I'm not okay. (laughs) No, yeah. Uh, No, we talked about a couple of weeks ago when I woke up and my eyes were swollen shut. Um, So I was sort of uh, back to, like, eliminating everything out of my life. That's the bitch of that is you try to nail down what's causing, you know, these these. Annoying things you're going through. Yeah, so yesterday um, I talked to a couple of doctors, and so they've sort of narrowed it down. If you guys want an update, I can give it to you, you know, whenever you want to talk about it. All right, yeah. So I think we know what it is. Oh, yeah, okay. We have like a minute left. If yeah. You wanna... Okay. Um, so it's. Do you call... have any charts we can look at too? Oh God, it's so. You're gonna have to take annoying. your top off. I'm sorry, <laughs> no, I am not taking anything right. off. My body looks disgusting. <laughs> um, it does. Okay. It's, I'm covered in hives, for, like from my eyes down to my ankles. Honestly. Wow. wow. Um, but it's called uh, urticaria, uticaria, and mm. basically what, what it is is chronic hives. Then my body is out of control, can't um, regulate it, and so they're just out of control and they won't stop. So, so what? What is there? Is there what's treatment? the treatment? There's like, of course, there's things that I don't want to do. Um, if you have those hives, though, are they generating honey? 
Stop. I wish they were generating something <laughs> sweet because, uh, no, it is not. Uh, um, yeah, it's like, you know, horrible. just red, itchy welts and bumps all over my body. Oh, um, man. And, yeah, the treatments are, you know, things that I am obviously not <laughs> comfortable with because, you know me, I'm not comfortable with anything. Right. Uh, there's one called phototherapy, which I'm going to try. Um, and apparently there are a lot of people that suffer from this. So mm. if there's anybody out there that uh, has been diagnosed with this, I would love to hear from you if you have anything that helped you because, you know, there's a lot of natural things you can do, like change your diet, which is what I'm doing. Yes. Um, and then, up to a certain point, though, it's like it has to be stuff that you would eat yeah. or that you would eat. Well, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then this phototherapy I'm going to try at the dermatologist's office, um, and then there's also a medication. All right, we'll keep our fingers crossed. That sucks, man. The topical medication or? No. You, okay. It, no. Yeah. All right, well, good luck. <laughs> I mean, at least at least you figured out what it is. Is yeah. it suppositories? That's totally. <laughs> no, I would almost uh, prefer that. You can't take it orally, darling. <laughs> Um, all right, let's... Oh, my God, it's... Oh, yes, hey. here we go. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for an MMR money clip. Yeah! <laughs> now, here's your money clip keyword. And the word is label, L-A-B-E-L. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. You have three ways to do it. You can... Text the word label to our special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd also like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, just enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry will win $500 in our company-wide contest. And that person will get a phone call from Beasley. So make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. whole thing is sponsored by Horizon Services. So, again, let me give that word to you. It's label, L-A-B-E-L. Make sure you enter that now, and let's see if you win the 500 bucks. We're going to take a break. Come back in just a moment. we get a lesson, question, trash, and music news when we return. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, it is a Tuesday, and uh, today's a nice day. We're going to get uh, some sun and clouds. Uh, temperatures around 80 degrees. Very, very nice clouds, and a little bit of rain tomorrow. Uh, Thursday, expecting more thunder showers uh, on that day. And then Friday, some morning rain. But then uh, by the time Saturday rolls around an MMRBQ, we're looking great. We're looking at temperatures of about 75 degrees and uh, partly cloudy skies. So that's right in the zone. That's where we want to be. Absolutely. And it's where you want to be, too. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, grab them. Join us Saturday. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Today's lesson question prize digital download of the Shawshank Redemption is what we're giving away. And I am going to ask this question. Because she's so annoying, what does Liam Neeson want the criminals to do with Maggie Grace? (laughs) Who played his daughter in Taken. 215-263-WMMR. Because she is so annoying... What does Liam Neeson want the criminals to do with Maggie Grace? Let's see if you heard. That was early this morning. Yes, it was. 35 a.m. 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Liberty Saves of New Jersey and Mount Laurel and Bordentown. They carry the largest selection of home, office, and gun safes in the tri-state area. And you can shop online at libertysafesnj.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, the SpaceX all-civilian crew flawlessly returned to Earth over the weekend, splashing down in the Atlantic Ocean. Now comes the difficult task of explaining why three of the civilian crew members felt the need to eat the fourth. (laughs) EDM star Skrillex sold his ultramodern Malibu beach house for $17.5 million after purchasing it just four years ago for $5 million. Skrillex says he was able to sell the place for a $12 million profit simply by equipping the outdoor shower with the beer holder. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's what did it. And finally, cake boss Buddy Velastro says he has reclaimed 95% of the use of his hand after it was crushed. Remember this in a pin-setting device at his home bowling alley. Velastro says he's learned his lesson and has given up bowling for a new hobby, playing cornhole with nitroglycerin. (laughs) And that's your holiday. Let's get a winner, shall we? And we need to know uh, the answer to the question because she was so freaking annoying. What has Liam Neeson wanted criminals to do with actress Maggie Grace? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Alejandro for the answer. Alejandro. Yes, sir. Good morning. All right, so what does Liam Neeson want to do with Maggie Grace? Kill her. Of course he wants to kill her. Yeah. Hang on, my friend. We're going to give you a digital download of the Shawshank Redemption and you can relive extraordinary performances by Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins and experience the iconic film about the triumph of the human spirit again. Available now for the first time on 4K Ultra HD. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Armor Metals and Recycling. You can get cash today if you need cash fast. Bring your scrap and recycling to Armor Metals and Recycling. And then walk away with cash today. Located in Pensacola, New Jersey or at ArmorMetalsRecycling.com. As I mentioned earlier, tickets are now on sale for Dave Grohl's Four City Book Tour in support of his memoir, The Storyteller, Tales of Life and Music, which is set for release on October 5th. Uh, tickets are limited to two per transaction, and each ticket purchased includes a copy of Dave's new autobiography. Uh, Dave will read passages from the book and interact with the audience across four cities this fall, September 27th in London, October 5th in Manhattan, October 7th in Washington, and on October 12th and 13th in Los Angeles. So... Not too far for you to go uh, from here if you want to make If that you're happen. enough of a fan, it might yep. be worth it. Yep. The Lumineers will release their fourth studio album called Brightside on January 14th of this coming year. I like the Lumineers. Yeah, the title track is the first single, and it's available now at all DSPs and streaming services. Remember, they opened for you 2 at the link. Uh, that's right, yeah. Luminaire singer, guitarist, and co-founder Wesley Schultz said the song Bright Side was recorded in a single day. He said it's like a 15-year-old's fever dream, an American love story in all its glory and heartbreaking. It's like Break. a billion. And it's like a billion. Uh, the last couple left. It's like a billion. On the run for something <laughs> and all alone. Uh, the nine-song project was recorded in two sessions at Barron's Sun Mountain Studios in Boyceville, New York. Boyce? Boyce. 
Uh, Hailstorm is back in the studio in Nashville, finishing up work on the follow-up to their 2018 album, Vicious. On Saturday, guitarist Joe Hottinger uh, shared a photo of singer Lizzie Hale recording vocals on Instagram, writing, back at it in the studio, and we're getting close to a wrap on this bad boy. Uh, the new album is tentatively scheduled for release in early 2022. And then sad news to end on, but this story we got uh, news from Jackie Bam Bam letting us know uh, that singer Sarah Dash, co-founder of the 1970s diva rock group LaBelle, yeah. known for, of course, the huge hit Lady Marmalade, passed away. She was 76 years old. Uh, Patty LaBelle grieved her former bandmate's death on Twitter Monday, noting that the two performed uh, together just days ago. Uh, Dash was born and raised in Trenton, by the way. Uh, in the 1960s, Dash formed her first group with Nona Hendricks called the Del Capris. Later, Dash and Hendricks teamed up with LaBelle and Cindy Birdsong to form the Bluebells. When Birdsong left the Bluebells to join Diana Ross and the Supremes in the late 60s, the trio of Dash, Hendricks, and LaBelle became known as LaBelle. And, of course, the song Lady Marmalade hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1975. And Dash also... Uh, worked closely with the Rolling Stones yes. and Keith Richards. She sang background vocals uh, for the band's Steel Wheels album and was a touring musician along with them. So, How cool is that? Sad news that uh, she passed away at the age of 76. And that is all that I have in the music news for you this morning. Uh, one last thing to do before we break, and that is to give away our final $50 gift card from our friends at, Fo- uh, uh, I'm sorry, at Primo Hoagies. And they have returned with the Pilgrim. It is back. Turkey, stuffing, cranberry sauce, and mayo. A meal best served cold. And you can go to primohoagies.com for your nearest location. It's not just a hoagie. It's a primo. Caller number 20. We got you. $50 gift card. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. Coming back in a moment. Letter of the day, word of the week. Wrapping it up after that. 93.3 WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com, our mobile app, your smart speaker, and now at Radio.com. Saturday, MMRBQ, and uh, we have released the set list times. So if you're curious who's playing when, what time you want to get there, make the most out of your day. Doors open at noon, by the way. You can go to WMMR.com, and we got it right there for you. So make those plans. Get ready. Get there early. Weather's going to be great. It's soaking that whole day, man. Just love it. I mean, no humidity. Yep. Mid-70s, sunny. What else do you want? We're looking perfect. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, Excuse me. Get a little choked up when I talk about the MMR. I would like... To thank our guest, uh, Mr. Sorry. Daniel Sloss, for yeah. being on the show today. He was great. Man. He was great, man. And he checked in via Zoom uh, from Scotland. And he is going to be in town October 16th, and he will be at the Miriam Theater. And uh, tickets are available as we speak. They're on sale now. So thank you to him. And thank you to our friends at uh, Primo Hoagies uh, for dropping off the goodies. The Ardmore location in the Pilgrim is back. If you want to check out a Primo near you, you can get it. It's yummy, yummy. You know what's actually really good, too? Uh, of course, the multitude of things are really good. Uh, they Primo's has their own um, HERS brand of chips because mm-hmm. they carry all the HERS stuff, but they have the Italian hoagie 
chip. Yeah. Which is really spot on. It tastes really good. They dropped some off. They did. I've not had them yet. You need to try them. So maybe I'll do that yes. when we wrap here in just a moment. And by wrap, I don't mean like busting rhymes or anything. No, no, man. Though we, we do wrap, that often. When we wrap up. Yeah, we'll spit later on. But We uh, usually we usually have a drum circle after the show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sauntering into the studio as we speak is the gentleman who's going to have you covered for the rest of the midday time. Uh, and he's back for another one. Ray Coop is here. Good morning, everyone. How's it? You guys uh, sound so alive and energized today. I guess maybe it was the guest. Yeah, okay. maybe. Or is this a Scottish when we accent? Have, when we have one guest, we appear energized. No, I, I just, I, I, that ever since you had him on, it's like he, he pumped you guys up with energy. Huh. That He's really funny. I'm happy to hear you say that because I'm about to fall flat <laughs> on my face and pass out. I'm Not so freaking tired. Right I got uh, plenty of sleep last night. So. You, oh, I yeah, feel, Casey. I feel great. <laughs> Casey got extra sleep last night. Get it was late getting out. in, so, you know, it's got to help. But thank you. Appreciate that, yeah. right? But the big guy's back tomorrow, and ah. I'm here with you one more time today, and then I start my vacation after... Oh, nice. uh, airing best does for you guys and filling in for this one and that one. I'm going to get a vacation a few days off. So if anybody doesn't hear me, it's okay. I'm all right. All right. Are you going I, anywhere? I'm giving them it to advance. Uh, New England. I'm going to drive through. You're going to visit a uh, a good friend of ours, right? Uh, aren't yes. You? Yes. In uh, Coxsackie, and I can say that. Yes, because it's an actual place. It's That's one right. Debbie Calton, right? That's right. Yeah. Oh, Debbie! And we're going to go where this guy made his bones. Uh, we're going to visit Woodstock. Jimi Hendrix. Gonna, yeah, and then we're going to drive up to see if the leaves are changing yet. All right. And go nice. see our cousin from Boston. Uh, you know, nice. Yeah, you know. Excellent. Should be uh, fun. Well, let's get a letter of the day ah. from you, and then we'll walk through the other particulars. You ready? I am. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. Uh, the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter H. All right. As in, have a nice day. Yes. Uh, we are going to give away a four-pack of front-row tickets for the MM Barbecue. It's right behind the pit, and also VIP access, including food and drinks, as Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presents... MM Barbecue 2021 is this Saturday. You know about it. BB&T Pavilion, Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, Cheap Trick, Dirty Honey, Dorothy, Mammoth, Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Foxtrot and the Get Down. Tickets to party on that lawn started just $25, and you can visit WMMR.com for the complete details. Uh, we need to, before we find out what Ray's got going on in the show, uh, it's Tuesday, yeah, and we have to award our tattoo... For Tattoo Day, the President Steve Tattoo goes to Mike Maloney, who is from Trooper, PA. And Mike gets to get a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, a wonderful location, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Uh, for artwork samples, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com. Check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. Tattoos. What do you have in store musically today, sir? Well, it is a double shot Tuesday, so we'll go two by two up to the workforce blocks. And that's where I'll give away my first uh, shot of cash. Got a couple shots at noon and 2 p.m. And the workforce blocks, and then back to double shots as we go two by two all day here. Nice. As we're known to do. Excellent. We are known to do that. Thank you, Ray. And I want to thank Thank our sponsors as well. Dunkin' Donuts, uh, President Steve, brought to you by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also brought to you by... Uh, let's see. Froelich's Farm Fall Festival kicking off on Saturday, October 2nd with a special appearance from Nick McElwain. Uh, I got a Pearl Jam cover band playing that day. Am I saying this correctly? Froelich's Farm? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, they're spelled, you can check out their website, which is, is spelled F-R-O-E-H. 
L-I-C-H-S farm.com. Uh, also brought to you by Wilmington University. Ready to make a move. WilmU works online or in person. You can learn more at wilmu.edu. Uh, tomorrow on the program, Wednesday, Fox Good Day, Secret Text, where we're going to have from Twisted Sister, J.J. French. Nice. On, which is really cool. Uh, we also have uh, from the Flyers, Rasmus Ristolainen. Wow. New defenseman, big guy, uh, huge addition to the D-line, so it should be an interesting. We're going to Zoom with him tomorrow, so it'll be a, a get-to-know-you kind of an interview. Rasmus Ristolainen. Ristolainen. Where's, where's he from? He's from uh, Finland originally, but he played his last, uh, I don't know, 12 seasons or so with Buffalo. And, okay. Uh, he's a big addition to the Flyers, and we're going to have a whole bunch of tickets to give away for the uh, home opener tomorrow, too. And Robert Irvine will be joining The Robert Irvine. The Robert Irvine, so we'll spend some time with him. That is it. We are done. So rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. With early paycheck, you can get your direct deposit up to two days earlier. That's another reason banking with Capital One is the easiest decision ever. Even easier than deciding to open the biggest birthday gift first. Happy birthday to you. Which one are you going to open first? The pony. Yep, even easier than that. Plus, with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is banking with Capital One even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. No fees or minimums on new consumer accounts. Capital One and AIM member FDIC.